in the heart of Beer City, USA. Two men, one journey, to create a sports show unlike any other. Unfiltered, raw, and honest. One of them played a soccer goalie opposite Ben Stiller. The other once scored six points on Steph Curry. These guys know their sh. Let's go! Tank Spencer, Jeremy Green, the Sportsocracy. Presented by Ingalls Supermarkets. Low prices, love the savings. And Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville. And welcome into the Sportsocracy on ESPN Asheville. 92.9 FM, 880 AM, 1400. Always live in the Ingalls studio. Ingalls Supermarkets, low prices. Love the savings. I'm Tank Spencer. He's Jeremy Green. And today is going to be a good day because it's always a good day to put the crap to rest. Let's get past it, please. Can we all just drop the squabbling that we've been doing over the Deshaun Watson situation. Let this be the final call to it and never speak of it again. It's finally over. Kind of. Kind of. Kind of. Why kind of? Well, because now, I don't think I heard a soul say 11 games. Had you heard that number one time? I had not. I've heard every number but that one. So that's not one I was really prepared for. Mm Mm-hmm. And I've heard conspiracy theories stop. Okay. The, whoa, we didn't want him on television against Tom Brady. Yeah, because that wouldn't have rated. Oh. Stop. Tell me you don't know how television works right. without telling me. No, it's the perfect situation. He misses 11 games and then boom, back for week 13 to play the Houston Texans. To play his former team in Houston, which is going to be so much fun. So much fun. It's going to be the biggest dumpster I, fire that there, we've ever that's seen. That's more of the word I was looking for. I, Absolute unmitigated dumpster fire. I mean, if I'm the Browns, that's the game I want. That's the game I want him starting. Now, right? here's here's my question. Your first takeaway mm-hmm. when you walked in here today was, well, the Browns are irrelevant now. No. Are you sticking with that? I think so. I think it's going to be hard for the Browns to make playoff contention, but I, I, I mean, it could be close. It, they, How many wins makes it in the AFC? At least 10, I would say. Well, now here's here's what I'm going to tell you, and I think this is one of those things that people don't really think about. The AFC is way better than the NFC. We've talked about that ad nauseum. Yes. But what does that mean? That means that AFC teams are playing teams that are as good as them or better more often, which is going to do what to how you get into the playoffs? Brings the number down, Down. not up. Okay. I think 10 wins, without a doubt, get you in in the AFC. Okay. 10 is I think a team may get in with nine. Wouldn't shock me in the least. Yeah. Just realize, all right, AFC North, each one of those teams has six games with the team that's not them out of the Ravens, Steelers, Browns, and Bengals. Right. There's two losses there for every one of you. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, there could be a lot of So the of division splits, winner, yeah. yeah, probably goes 12-5. and five. Mm-hmm. The wild cards at 10-7 and seven at best, maybe 9-8. and eight. Maybe so. 
And I'm looking at this schedule going, I'm not backing off what I said. I don't care if you were playing quarterback for the Browns. Week one at the Panthers. Sorry, Panther fans. That ain't going to go your way. No. Week two against my Jets. Not going to go our way. Mm -hmm. Steelers, Falcons, it's four wins. So now I have to get to be comfortable. I have to get to six and five in the 11 games he misses. Mm -hmm. All I have to do to do that, beat the Patriots in my house, Go to do go to Miami and beat them. Mm-hmm. Is there anything about that that I don't think they can do? I mean, I tell me what so. of that that they're not going to do. New England's not good. I, I mean, love this narrative. Maybe, of, Mi- maybe Miami, and that'll be. Well, that'll you know how I feel about Miami. Right. Well, so. well, I mean, we know they have quarterback problems. We talked about yesterday on the program how you know practice didn't go well. Was that two days ago where they threw six interceptions in practice? And I get the the Dolphins' defense and secondary. The secondary is kind of their bread and butter. So maybe it won't be that bad. But I don't know. I don't. I I don't think that's a shoe in game by any stretch. I didn't say it was a shoe in game. Mm-hmm. I didn't by any stretch say it's a shoe in game. I need games that I can win. Right, because I I definitely do not think that you, they're going to beat the Chargers or the Ravens, or the Bengals, or the Bills, or the Bucks without Deshaun Watson. Secret time? I didn't really think they were going to beat any of those teams with Deshaun Watson. It was it was going to be much closer. Yeah. I would agree with that. And now you get to bring him back in, in a game against Houston that, okay, let's say he's bad like he was in the first preseason game. Mm-hmm. Who cares? The biggest takeaway I had was the schedule. Have you heard the schedule of how he's allowed to do things? No. He's allowed back in the facility in October. Okay. He's allowed to practice again in the middle of November. Okay. Allowed back on the field December 4th. 4th. There's, that, that's a lot of acclimation time. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of getting comfortable with everybody, of which now you shut him down, you get Jacoby Brissett acclimated to the first team, and you're ready to roll week one. Then you have four games against four teams that you are better than to get him in the right headspace. I don't think this is as damning to the Cleveland Browns as everybody else does. Yeah. I I don't. And I think Deshaun Watson just became the most interesting stash candidate in the history of fantasy football. 100%. If you are a fantasy football player, you have got to be sitting here going, is it worth it? Right. Because I kind of think it is. That is actually the first question that I asked you when I came in today was, okay, now you have to help me figure out who the quarterback I need for the first 11 weeks is going to be. Because I'm in a keeper league. We keep eight. And Deshaun Watson, I kept him because he's going to be great eventually. Mm-hmm. So now I need to find the quarterback that is going to supplant him for the first 11 weeks of the season. And so, I mean, I, I feel like he is worth a pick anywhere because he's going to come back for that playoff push. And I don't necessarily like the end of that schedule because if the Saints are going to be as good as we have predicted that they're going to be and that's what we think yeah if Jameis is fine and that defense is terrifying like we think it's going to be uh then that's going to be a really tough game and And every single year what happens every single year in the nfl what happens at least a handful of teams are completely ravaged by injury right would you be shocked if that was the saints no shocked no stunner because if Jameis gets hurt again which he's already dealing with foot problems in training Mm -hmm. camp so if he goes down again, then that leaves them with Andy Dalton and uh, who was it they just signed? 
Oh, who was the backup? That they Ian just Book is the three. They, uh, KJ Costello KJ, was the... Yeah, KJ Costello. Like, one of those guys is going to be the quarterback for the New Orleans Saints? Okay, yeah, they're bad, and I don't care. I'm just saying there is a path that this is not the end of days for Cleveland like everybody thinks. Now, let me ask you another question. Mm-hmm. How many games did it take to win the ASC North last year? Was Cincinnati wound up in the Super Bowl. Was it 11? It was 10. 10, okay. Bengals won 10, Steelers won 9, Browns and the Baltimore Ravens won 8. Mm-hmm. Will you be stunned if it's not the same thing again? Not stunned. Everybody just kind of cannibalizes themselves because everybody's so good, everybody's schedule's so tough. Right. And Cleveland walks into three automatic wins early in the season. Mm-hmm. All right, let's say you think they lose one, whether it's the Panther fans, of which I, I, I love you all so dearly. I do. But stop. Somebody said, Carolina by two touchdowns in week one. Oh, gosh. I I just this I want to hug you. A good I do. Team. I want to hug this you so a, bad. This is still a good team without Deshaun Watson. Mm-hmm. Stop flipping your lid on everything hangs in the balance, that they're going to lose to these dog-doo teams. And, yes, I'm sorry. I'm putting the Carolina Panthers in that in that situation. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be a great team. I think this was the best-case scenario for the Cleveland Browns. Best-case scenario would have been to have him serve the six-game suspension. But that wasn't going to happen. No, no You knew the NFL happen. was not going to let that happen. No. And the NFL, I think, wanted to avoid at all costs the legal battle that was going to ensue. Because, as I said, from, from the jump, when they appealed and they appointed, uh, what was his name? It's not Peter Warwick. For some reason, that's no, the name not coming Warwick. into my mind. Uh, the former attorney general for New Jersey that they had Peter C. Harvey. That, so they were going to get him to basically give the penalty that the league wanted. That's that's That was Roger Goodell's M.O. the whole time was, she didn't give me what I wanted, Sue L. Robinson, so I'm going to go and find a guy who will. So Why do we went, always use judges? Why do we always use their middle initial? It's like a... I don't know. It's it's like a uh, they all a sound nobility like, thing. They all sound like bit players on Law and Order. That's why, that's why we, when we say right. it that way, but that's why we call them all honorable. Is the honorable Susan L. Robinson? It's, it's a respect thing. But yeah, Susan Robinson did not give him what he wanted, so he went out and got this other guy who was going to give him the full ga- the full season suspension, and then there would have been a legal battle because the the PA wasn't going to stand for it. And so this way, this was your best bet. And I'm sure that the league went, okay, you want to you wanna negotiate? We're starting at 17 games. Where do you want it? And they said zero. And they met somewhere in the middle. PR-wise. Oh, I, I fully believe this did not go what you just said. What? I'm not so sure this was a meet you in the middle. Okay. I think this was two sides that, in their own head, we will win. And and that's how they acted forever. Mm -hmm. In their own head, we will win. Mm -hmm. Then I think the lawyers got a hold of both of them and went, there's a good chance that mm, neither one of you are going to win here. Right. There there is a no-win proposition. Right. The base was six games, because that's what Sue L. Robinson put out there. And then the league wanted 17. So they went, which way are we going to go? Let's meet in the middle, 11 games. I don't know if that's the exact middle point, but still, I mean, you you get the idea. 
That's that's what happened here. The rumor had been floating around there that it was going to be eight games, and that's not that wasn't enough for Roger Goodell. You knew it wasn't going to be enough for Roger Goodell. The Browns did the best thing. I, I, st- I still think this is a major win for the Browns, and I know I'm in the minority on that. A whole lot of people feel like they just completely wasted this $230 million guaranteed contract that they gave Deshaun Watson. No, they structured it in a way that was going to hurt the player less to get him to come. Mm-hmm. Now you have your franchise quarterback. You're going to get six games of him to end out this season, maybe a playoff game, and then he can vault himself into next year when the contract really kicks in. And that is brilliance, on, I think. I mean, this is set up nicely for Cleveland, and I think it's much nicer than a lot of people are saying. The Reverend, uh, the the Honorable Reverend of the sportsocracy, Adam Black, yes, yes, has said that Cleveland has one receiver, a backup quarterback, and they're one dimensional. Mm. Okay, I see how you see that that way. After the break, I'm going to take exactly what you just said, and I'm going to spin it just a little bit. And I'm going to compare it to a team that we saw last year, and you tell me where I'm wrong. You are in the sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville. Attention. It's time for the morning announcements. Make sure your parents are aware of the Ingalls Tools for Schools program and ask them to link their Ingalls Advantage card to our school. Remember, you have to do it each year. Now please stand and join me in the Pledge of Allegiance. I believe real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I am Clarissa Marshall with eXp Realty, serving all of Western North Carolina. Navigating the home buying and selling journey can feel overwhelming at times, and that's why having an agent who cares about you and your needs is key. I'm a native of Western North Carolina, and I close over a home a week. I'm an expert in the market, pricing my sellers correctly to net you the most money, and working as a skilled negotiator for my buyers. Please give me a call today at 828-774-6343 to set up a complimentary market analysis. When I finally drove the old car into the grave, I knew there was only one place I was going to go. Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville, home of the family plan. And yes, they treat you like family. I went in, told them what I was looking for, told them my budget, and in no time, I was signing the paperwork on my certified pre-owned vehicle. They have the area's largest selection on quality pre-owned vehicles and certified Nissans. They go through a 167-point inspection, so you know it's not going to let you down. They gave me the Carfax report, so I know the history of my vehicle. And the Fred Anderson family plan gives me things like oil changes and car washes and loaner cars if I have to have major work done on the car in the future. For me, buying a car has always been an intimidating thought. But the folks at Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville made it super easy. Don't be like me. Don't wait till the last minute to get a deal done. Go to AndersonNissan.com or stop by the showroom at 629 Brevard Road. And don't forget to mention we sent you from the Sportsocracy and get a $250 bonus on your trade-in at Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville. The Sportsocracy. You two are just dumber than a bag of hammers. Normally, I mean that soundbite for me and Jeremy, but uh, today it's a special tribute uh, to Adam Black and Kevin Vick. And our YouTube comments, by the way, I realize I didn't do the setup at the beginning. 
If you're not in on the chat each and every day in the YouTube stream, you can go to thesportocracy.com, click on the live video link, subscribe to the channel. That gets you into the chat so you can join in on all of the fun. But come on, guys. You, you, you got, I, I understand having hope and, and pushing behind your team. Adam Black said in the comments that he thinks Carolina has a real shot at this division talking about the nfc south i guess or is this are they in a different division did they move divisions to i don't know the big 10 west well i mean <laughs> I, I understand how it could possibly happen oh i, if, I mean if, you could go down the path of how carolina becomes the best team in this division Jameis winston gets abducted by space aliens yes the defense actually goes on strike uh-huh. for new orleans yep yep that has uh, to happen tampa uh, tom has gone to aruba and he has a midlife crisis and gets his hair braided, and now he sells sunscreen to tourists. Right, right. He's just hanging out in Aranjastad. He's just like, I can't, I can't leave. I can't leave. I'm, I'm staying here. I mean, that's three, and I feel like I'm missing at least two. I feel like there's still two more steps. That, oh, Alvin Kamara, something would have to happen to him, too. <laughs> uh, and, he, and his point was that this defense could be elite. You are correct. Nobody disputes it. Nope. That's exactly why I set this up this way. Before the break, I said your words were this team has one receiver, a backup quarterback, and they're one-dimensional. Then you said Carolina could win the division because the defense is so good. Cleveland's is too. Right. Theirs is better than yours, and it's not close. <laughs> it's not even debatable. Ooh. Yeah, it they is. have the best yeah. corner, one of the top five best corners in the league, one of the best edge rushers, one of the best young linebackers in this league. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What am I missing here? You can't have it both ways. It, it, look, you can think anything you want to, but if you're saying you're competitive in this division, then so are they. They run the ball better than you do. They're better on defense, and their offensive line is exponentially better than mm-hmm. yours. And that was just in the break. I went, wow. That's actually setting up even better than what I was going to say. Because what I was originally going to say, what does everything I just said sound exactly like? Last year's 10-7 and New England Patriots that went to the playoffs. Am I telling you they're going to win the Super Bowl? No. No. No, I'm not. I'm just saying there's more than one way to skin a cat in the NFL. They'd have a much better shot at winning the Super Bowl than that New England team. And I have long said... When the entire league is getting smaller and faster and shiftier, how do you beat that? Get big and get physical. And that's what Cleveland's going to have to do. I think they're going to catch one of these games. I can't tell you which one it is. Do I think they're going to beat Joe Burrow? No, I really don't. Them against New England? Um, yep. I'll, I'll take the Cleveland side of that. Yep. All four of those first games. Would I be shocked if they caught you? No. No. No, you have to win one of them. Then Deshaun Watson comes back, and there's there's this narrative that he's just going to be terrible. If he wasn't allowed in the building until the week he comes back, I would have agreed with you. Mm -hmm. And let me tell you something as clearly as I can. Do you know how I know when he comes back? It was sent to me. It wasn't in a press release. It wasn't in an anything. They don't want you to know this. Mm Mm-hmm. Because that was part of the agreement. Part of the agreement, I guarantee you, when they went to the negotiating table and they said, what are you willing to agree to? You cannot drop me in here 
on November the 28th mm-hmm. and expect me to get acclimated to this team in a week yep. because then I will be terrible. That's not how it's going to roll. He's allowed back in the building the first week of October. So he can be working out with his team three weeks into the season. Mm-hmm. That's a big deal. No, he's not throwing routes to receivers. He's in the building. He can't be in team meetings. He's in the building. Mm-hmm. Do you think that the game plan is not mysteriously going to wind up in his hand? Uh, oh, because I bet it does. Absolutely. Then you can get back on the practice field a month before you come into the seat, before you actually come into a game. Mm-hmm. There's not going to be rust. He's going to come out here and beat Houston by 40. If you're just flipping it on uh, to the program, welcome into the show. Today was the big uh, news day. There has been a uh, deal between the NFL and the Players Association on the Deshaun Watson suspension. They have all agreed to an 11-game suspension, a $5 million fine, which also the $5 million fine plus a million from the NFL and from the Browns, so $7 million total is going to go to charity to set up, you know, education and prevention of sexual misconduct and stuff like that which i told you was going to happen and he his suspension becomes effective on august the 30th so he gets all of the preseason action then on august 30th he has to be suspended and he can't be reinstated until november the 28th for gameplay but what you're saying is he will be back in the building in october mm-hmm. early october Okay. He'll be back. So the way it was phrased to me, and I don't have the email pulled up in front of me, he will be allowed back into workout, conditioning, treatment, all of those things the first week of October. Okay. He will have four full weeks of acclimation time on field with the team. Mm-hmm. So what that probably means, and now th- there's a catch-22 of this. So just think about that. The four games that that would ultimately, or three games, because there's a bye week in there, that would ultimately affect are at the Dolphins, at the Bills, and the Bucks. So he's going to be taking first-team reps. Let's say they're splitting them with Jacoby Brissett. Mm-hmm. You're probably not winning any of those three games. Now that I've said that out loud, maybe Miami, because I think you're better than them, and maybe you don't let him take reps that week. Maybe that's the game you look at and go, well, we might be able to get this. So, Deshaun, you go over there and hang out with the second-team guys. Mm-hmm. Bills Bucks, you're not getting those. No. You're splitting reps with a with a backup quarterback that's not allowed to play. But then he comes back in for the Texans. Then you go at the Bengals. That's probably a loss. Yeah. I, I don't know why, but for some reason I have a feeling that the two orange teams in the AFC North are going to split, and it doesn't make any sense. It's just a gut feeling I have. Mm-hmm. Then you go Ravens, Saints, Commander, Steelers. Those last two, guaranteed layup wins. Because neither of those teams are going to be competitive for the playoffs. Mm-hmm. You could be seeing Kenny Pickett and Sam Howell by that time. Anything happens to one of these other teams? Because you're at eight wins, I think, worst-case scenario. The worst-case scenario for Cleveland, you go eight and nine, just like you did last year with Baker Mayfield. Mm-hmm. Best case, you catch a couple of these games, you're at ten wins, and you're in the playoffs with a top-five quarterback and a pretty good cast of characters around him. Yep. Uh, now, I will say Adam Black did have possibly the most genius idea I've ever heard. What's that? And I have made executive decision of this is so brilliant that I can't help but 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 agree with it. We have yet to promo the Battle for the Belt. Yes. This is our fantasy football league. It's a DFS contest, season long, most points, wins, and, and we'll get into all the rules a, a couple weeks from now. 
If you're a fantasy football player, trust me, there's going to be nothing into this that is not right in your wheelhouse. He said, can I come on the show if I win the fantasy league? 100%. And I think that is a brilliant idea. I think we'll add that as a as a step. The winner gets a weekly fantasy football segment on the show. Oh, weekly. Boom! Through nice. football season. I think it's a great idea. Huh. Now, And maybe it's the copious amount of medications that I'm taking. Talking, uh, and <laughs> I, I might get away from this sickness and go, what did I right. agree to? Okay. I was... I was going to go a little less than that, but okay. You can. Well, I mean, I can. We can do. I a was lot thinking of like co-host for a day or something, but no. I mean, you're talking like if you full beat on everybody in this, you're pretty week? good. All right. You beat everybody in this, you're pretty good. True. True. All right. Thanks, I'm in. This is probably a good time to announce the thing we were talking about earlier too. Oh yeah, we are going to be doing. Uh, so you know, just uh, what was it yesterday? Day before yesterday, ESPN did their big uh fantasy football marathon we've seen you know we do this locally eddie fox and the kiss country crew does a marathon for charity and all of that so we're deciding that we're going to do a fantasy football marathon for charity as well now ours is a half marathon yeah all right because we if we do 24 whole hours uh one of us will be asleep first of all right here i I was about to say probably you yeah see i can't drink until the espn shows over because you can't technically drink on air so I, that's the go-go juice but we're going to do an 11 a.m to 11 p.m all fantasy football it'll be all of our different uh mm-hmm. cast of characters caleb peak will be involved cowboy zach hurst armchair it's gonna be a fun time and all of the super chats all of the questions all of the things go straight to the evelyn st nicholas project it's gonna be great Ta-da. yeah gonna be great so it'll be a week from monday not this coming monday but the following monday is when we plan to do the 12-hour half-marathon fantasy football all for Eblin Charity St. Nicholas Project. And I will actually be on I will be on screen for the entire 12 hours. Yes. Now, the other member on screen will rotate over the course of the day. Yes, it will. And by the end of it, I'm going to be very sleepy. <laughs> it's going to be a whole lot of uh, bang energy drinks. Oh, yeah. Oh, consume. over, under, on uh, bangs that I consume in that day. I'm going to go with seven. Whew, you're setting the line way higher. I was going to set the line at five and a half. Okay, that's that's more reasonable. I would say it's probably over that, but it'll be close. Yeah, yeah, indeed. You are in the sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville. When we come back from the break, it'll be time to get just a bit outside. And we got, we got some brewing in college football that could be groundbreaking. If cleanliness is next to godliness, look around the car right now. Is that very godly? Look, life comes at you fast, but so does WNC Auto Detailing. They have the tools to make your interior look like it's coming off the showroom floor. You don't believe me? Check them out on Instagram. All that filth and years of stains disappear. WNC Auto Detailing does full interior and exterior details with paint correction, and they do wax and ceramic coatings. Call WNC Auto Detailing at 455-3700. Premium care with a Southern Hospitality Touch. At Ingalls, whether we're celebrating Friday Night Rivals, televising college basketball games, bringing the Fan Fest to semi-pro soccer, or taking you out to the ball game at your minor league park, it's all in the bag. Ingalls, low prices, love the savings. Everyone's heard about the housing market and this being the best time to sell a house in years. But the same thing applies to cars. 
Whether you're looking to buy a car, trade in, or sell that car in the driveway collecting dust, Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville wants to buy your car. They have two on-site managers that work with Kelly Blue Book to give you top dollar for your vehicle. You can even have your car appraised instantly at AndersonNissan.com. Stop in and visit them today at 629 Brevard Road, Nashville, or call them at 828-365-1663. Boy, you must be outside your mind. The Sportsocracy. Just a bit outside. He tried the corner and missed. And welcome back into the Sportsocracy. Heard everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Seen everywhere on YouTube. Just go to thesportsocracy.com. Don't forget to click on that live video link and subscribe to the channel. So the uh, Los Angeles Dodgers play in the Milwaukee Brewers. They're up in Milwaukee, and David Vasig, the... uh, uh, you know the sideline reporter for the Dodgers broadcast thought it would make great TV if he went down Bernie Brewer's slide. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you're not a baseball guy like Jeremy. The Milwaukee Brewers have a giant slide out in the outfield, and whenever they hit a home run, Bernie the Brewer, their mascot, slides down this little slide, and you know he 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 doesn't get hurt doing it though. Uh, apparently David is not really good apparently at slides doesn't know really what to do with his hands Ricky Bobby style because when he went down the slide before the game they played it back and first off he gets at the top of the slide and you can hear him go oh no oh no oh no oh no because this thing goes from the top of the scoreboard all the way down to the concourse level and then when he got to the bottom he folded up like some kind of a rag doll and ended up pinning his uh, arm to b- between his uh, body and the wall and broke his wrist. It was not a. Uh, it was the. Most, it was not a graceful look. No, it was the most uncoordinated thing I've ever seen. And, and my first thought was, when I when I was watching the video was what what a wimp this guy is. You get on the slide and immediately your reaction is oh no oh no oh like what do you think's gonna happen? I actually thought of you, if I was being really honest. Why? That strikes me as something no, you would do. No, I love those Slide things. down a slide. Uh, I love slides. Oh, no. Slides and roller coasters and all that stuff. I'm going to Dollywood this weekend. I can't wait for it. It's going to be awesome. Indeed. I haven't, I'll tell you more about that in just a minute after Jeremy's story. But not a good look for David. And now he was he's still a gamer. He went and got the cast and then came back and did the game. I, I did love when they went back to it. They showed this. Yep. And then after they showed it, they, they're laughing, and he gets on camera with his wrist in a cast and went, hi, friends. Hi, guys. <laughs> Just throw, showing the cast first thing. Like how, how uncoordinated are you? But there again, this is what baseball reporters, or reporters of all kinds do. Uh, we weren't good enough, coordinated enough to actually play the game, so we're reporting on it. Hence why I do what I do. I already have one team that just really, really makes it hard to pull for in my New York Jets. Mm -hmm. My Florida State Seminoles are getting closer by the day. We have a verbal commitment from a four-star defensive end named Lamont Green Jr. That's good news. Yeah, it's it's good. Yeah, so here's Jeremy getting upset about good news again. Nope, not quite. (laughs) Let me get to the end. Okay. So, when you get the verbal, you still have to send an official offer. 
for them to sign a letter of intent and all those things. Oh, no. Oh, this is so much worse than you think. So we did that. Put it on nice letterhead, had the the Florida State logo on it, the nice Florida State font, and at the top it said official offer with one eye. Oh, no. There are two eyes in official, first of all. Then to cover it up, we posted it on Twitter with the tagline, we took out the eye because there's no eye in team. There's another eye in official. <laughs> you used an eye. You did it bad, and then you did it better. And you can't make this up. We took out the eye because there is no eye in team. I, look, you should I say need... we took out the second eye because that's how we're going to play football this year. Like, we got one eye shut. It's okay. We were like the powerhouse in college football. And now we don't have spell check. Oh, no. Just okay. <laughs> Which eye was it? I just, I'm just curious. Uh, the top of it says off-sile offer. Off-sile. Okay. I'm still dumbfounded that you saw that and went, we can make this it up. It was either going to be off-sile or offical. And I wanted, I was just curious which one. Offical would have been better. Yeah. I don't know why, but it would have been better. It would have been better. I just want to know what idiot went, hmm, we could make uh, make some uh, chicken salad here. Hey, at least too high, yeah. They may not, uh, they they may not be great at uh, grammar and spelling and things like that. But hey, the the free shoes are nice. Right? Hey, at least we're not good at football. Either. Wait, do you still get free shoes, or do you have to pay for? No, shoes? you have to win to do that. You do. Yeah, you have to. <laughs> the free shoes train stopped quite a while ago. Speaking Ugh. of trains, I'm going to Dollywood this weekend, and I can't wait because I want to tell you a little story. So. Many years ago, my wife and I went to an amusement park and we got on the biggest, baddest ride or got in line for the biggest, baddest ride in the amusement park. This is back when I weighed more than 300 pounds. I wanted to be front and center in the first car of the thing. When I got into the car or to the to the vehicle, the thing wouldn't close. The little, the little thing that holds you into the ride. Oh, that is the worst. It wouldn't close. The guy even came over and was trying to kick it with his foot to get it to lock into place. It couldn't happen. So what? I, I had to leave. I had to get off the ride. It was the most embarrassing moment of my entire life, of this fat guy having to do the walk of shame uh, in the middle of a giant theme park in Orlando, Florida. I have now lost... Nearly 90 pounds with the PhD weight loss program since Thanksgiving. I went into weigh today. I weigh 206 pounds. And there is no shot that I am going to have that ever happen to me again. It's the first time I've been, I will have been to an amusement park since that day. And I have PhD weight loss to thank for it. I did not have the same weight loss goals, but I have had that same problem because, well, I'm a very large individual. I'm 6'5", the tank's 5'6". <laughs> but I wanted to get back to my athletic self. I wanted to be able to work out. I wanted to be able to play golf. And in just seven short months, I'm back to my high school weight. I can do all of those things, and it's thanks to the plan and program at PhD Weight Loss. Do not struggle with a weight problem any longer. Go to MyPhDWeightLoss.com. Find the solution with Dr. Ashley Lucas and PhD. PhD Weight Loss is the official weight loss program of the Clemson Tigers and their fans. 
I'm getting really sick of you taking shots at me about my height. And what are you trying to say? Five, six, and three bills is not healthy? Hey, I'm just saying, you know, I, I mean, I'm giving you an extra two inches because I really think you're about five, four. <laughs> Oh, God. I mean, when we took promotional pictures, they had to put you on a step stool. Fact true. or fiction? This is this is fact. Uh, but I am a I am a, and I, there's no a, shame in that. I'm a healthy five foot ten and a quarter, and I'm sticking with that. Were you wearing high heels when you were measured for this? Because <laughs> if you're five ten, I'm about six nine, uh, and Are I don't not? think that I no you not? no you're no. not as tall as Stephen Tell no. No, not even close, not actually. Not even kind of close. Uh, the college football playoff committee has met, and they had discussions yesterday that are very, very interesting because for it, it, it wasn't a huge discussion. It wasn't an in-depth discussion, but we're told that for five minutes of the meeting, someone brought up, hey, we should probably consider this in the future. We should we should open our minds to the possibility that college football and the college football playoff will be better served if the NCAA has nothing to do with it anymore. And that, my friends, is what I call progress. This is also step one of a seven-step phase where you're going to get what you asked for. Mm -hmm. If you remember, about the time we started doing this show, our buddy... West Virginia guy, Pat McAfee, said virtually this exact same thing. Mm -hmm. The Power Fives are going to break away because they have realized the group of five, the FCS, sorry guys, you don't really do anything for us. Irrelevant. Not irrelevant. Just financially, the money has gotten so intense mm -hmm. with the NIL, with all of the other things. We have to look out for ourselves. And I feel like this is the first time I have heard the decision makers in college football, agree with that. Mm -hmm. Well, they're not agreeing. They're just agreeing to talk about it, apparently. Well, uh, that's how these things work. Somebody floats an idea. You go, I, you know, we'll, we'll talk about that down the line. And then everybody parts ways. Mm -hmm. And they go to their respective sides of the world. And these ideas start rattling around in their brain. And they start getting discussed on shows like this. Mm-hmm. And the more and more you talk about it, the more you realize that's the only way this can go. Yep. That's the only way this can go. And it's better for everybody involved. I mean, do you agree? Oh, yeah. Because if if the big boys break away, what does that allow for the smaller guys? Their own playoffs. We're not just fodder for you anymore. Now we can have a separate entity. We mm -hmm. have shown in this country, if it's football, we'll watch a lot of things. Mm-hmm. We watched the USFL, which was eye broccoli. Not in huge numbers, but still enough. Mm -hmm. It's enough for you to make considerable amounts of money. Yes, it is. And so if the big boys break away, I could see a path that everybody else comes together and goes, we're the new NCAA. Yep. We're all one entity, and you follow the path of, real close to here, Appalachian State. My question becomes, how long does it take before basketball does this or before basketball can't do this? Basketball, you, you say that, but can they not come up with a structure where they can deal with their own? Why not? Football does it. The college football, football makes 10 times more than college basketball does. There's one draw to college basketball. Mm -hmm. 
I mean, guys like us, we watch the regular season. There's one draw. The tournament. The tournament. That's it. And the NCAA. And the draw of the that. tournament is that you have these low, these lower level schools that come in and they could be Cinderella. Mm-hmm. Well, here's the thing. We've proven this time and time and time and time again. We like Cinderella in weekend one. Weekend two, we want them to go away. Yes. We want to see Duke. We want to see Carolina. We want to see Kentucky, Kansas, on and on and on. Mm-hmm. Basketball, it doesn't work. Football, it does. Football, it does. And and I'm, I'm, you said, how long does it take? I'm looking at all of the things. All right, Big Ten's TV deal, which we're going to talk about later in the show. Mm-hmm. All of these things start in 2024. Yep. I'm looking at this year and 23 as you better be positioning yourself. Mm-hmm. Because the world is going to be a changing two years from now. Yes. And if you're not ready, you could absolutely get left behind. And the great news for the college football playoff is the other thing that was talked about for a little bit of time during this meeting. And I and I believe I said it was the college football playoff committee. It was not the committee. The committee actually runs the playoff and selects the teams and all of that. This was the board of managers. So this was the college presidents, the guys above the committee that were that were talking about this and the other thing that they talked about was changing the college football playoff before the four seasons that remain on the current contract runs out in 2025 Just remember we've been talking about that for years when does the college football playoff can't well they can't change anything until 2025 because this contract exists well now they're talking about no we can change it we can change it and let me rephrase what that just told me we're going to change it. Bingo. In 2024, you're going to see the college football playoff expansion come. And, just, and I could see a path that the, the information on that leaks before this season is over. Possibly. But all of this talk last, uh, well, I guess I was going to say last offseason, but we're still in the offseason that this occurred earlier this year when the committee was talking about the college football playoff expansion and they couldn't come up with a deal and – some wanted eight, some wanted 16, some wanted 12. Well, the more and more those conversations have been happening, now we know it's going to happen. Everybody's going to get on board with changing it somehow, and now they're going to get into changing it earlier than we expected. Well, and I could argue that this is the perfect year. This is set up perfectly for this to be the season that leads everybody to the change. Mm-hmm. And I'm not I'm not going to say what I'm going to say is uncommon, because it has happened a multitude of times in the past. I don't know that it's ever been this obvious. Just think about how much more intrigue there would be in this season. And there's a lot of intrigue. I'm not I'm not trying to say that, well, we should just skip it and go to January. Think about how much, much more intrigue there would be if eight teams got in the playoff. Yes. Because this year you've got Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia, end of message, repeat the line. Mm-hmm. Because the drop-off to four is off a mountain. It could be Clemson, it could be Notre Dame, it could be Texas A&M, it could be a few other teams. Do you think any of them have a snowball's chance in Atlanta against any of the three teams I just said? No. No. No, they don't. But, if you had a tournament scenario, could they possibly get hot? Maybe. Once you get in, anything could happen. Mm -hmm. To me, that's a lot more alluring. And as we found out last year, injuries can happen. Mm-hmm. and change everything i just i have a funny feeling of the way this year is going to go 
and it's very anticlimactic. All right, I'm looking at Alabama's schedule. How many games could they possibly lose? One. Okay, I don't think you understand how I would just ask that. How many games on their schedule is there a conceivable way they could lose it? Oh, uh, two. I got three. Okay. I got Texas A&M, LSU. Texas A&M's in Alabama. I don't think anybody's going into Alabama beating them. Maybe not. I was thinking at Arkansas, at Ole Miss, at Tennessee. You're going to have to be on the road for them to lose. Yeah. That's just the way it is. I, I, yeah. I'm not, you know me, in Tennessee. I, I, I do. Not, you just throw. There is no way Nick Saban's going into Neyland Stadium and losing a game. Not going to happen. I I didn't say it was I likely. S- I, I said there's a possibility. I think there's two possibles, and one of those is the SEC championship game. Which I really don't. I uh, know that that okay, right? Yeah, I, you're I right. That's a neutral field. I think it's Texas A&M, but I mean it's not good because Nick Saban lost to them last year, and we know what he does after losses. That's one. Two. It's in Tuscaloosa. Tuscaloosa. Mm-hmm. And the same thing about the SEC championship game. Mm-hmm. It's going to be Georgia and Alabama again, and the winner. Both of those teams are probably getting into the playoff, regardless of who wins. In our YouTube comments, Hosey said, I don't know why people fight expanding the playoffs. It's crazy. There's a reason why. After the break, we'll tell you what that is. Roots and wings. The two greatest gifts any parent can give their kid. But when it's time for them to head off to college, there's also groceries, laundry detergent, notebook paper, ironing instructions, and futons that assemble with parts left over. At Ingalls, we have all the comforts of home right around the corner. We know that life's biggest steps are best taken with faith and trust in the ones you love the most. Ingalls, all the ingredients for family. Rogue Combat Club, Asheville's home for comprehensive martial arts training, has a goal for our community, one that's stronger, more fit, and unwavers in its support of one another. Rogue Combat Club's instructors have competed at the highest levels and offer classes for everyone from young children to adults in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, Muay Thai, and wrestling. Rogue Combat Club classes can help you boost your self-confidence and self-defense skills while weeding out the egos and intimidation found at other gyms. Join today at RogueCombatClub.com. Real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I'm Clarissa Marshall with eXp Realty, your native realtor serving all of Western North Carolina. I will work hard for you, and I believe in doing the right thing every time. I market each of my listings to reach out-of-town buyers. I use a professional photographer and drone video on every single listing, as well as collaborate with agents across the country to find your buyer. Check me out online at clarissasellswnc.com or give me a call at 828-774-6343. It would be my pleasure to assist you through the real estate process. The Sportsocracy. Ice up, son. Ice up. All right, back here in the Sportsocracy, we're talking about the college football playoff and the possible expansion that's going to happen. Uh, and before the break, I, I read a comment from our YouTube chat from Hosey that basically said, I do not know why people oppose this. I can tell you why. It's because there is a, there is a pie of money in D1 college football, and nobody wants to release even a little bit of it. So you have this this tug of war between the SEC, now the Big Ten. The Big Ten has officially taken their position with the SEC. That's 1A and 1B. Mm-hmm. Don't get lost in the teams. you got to look at the money. The money's all that matters. All right, you look at a program like Miami that prints money. 
They haven't been good in 15 years. They're still drastically higher on the list than Oregon. All their money comes from Nike. This is not program money. This is not money that's just being poured in. So you got the Pac-12, the Big 12, and the ACC. All they want is their spot. But what has changed, now they've all figured out where they are in the pecking order. Nobody in college football does not know where they fall in now. Because you got SEC Big 10 up here, chasm to the next three. And I'll be honest with you, I think the Big 12 is actually three. ACC's four, Pac-12 is a very distant five. Okay. Without USC and, and UCLA, they're borderline irrelevant. Mm-hmm. And then there's a chasm to everybody else. Mm-hmm. Now the difference is the three that have been fighting to keep their spot at the table, it, it's not a, we have to keep our spot at the table. We have to keep a spot at the table. Mm-hmm. Because they could leave us behind, and they know that. Yep. That's where all of this changed. It used to be SEC, huge drop-off Big Ten, huge drop-off everybody else. And the ACC Big 12 were closer than they are now. Now it's, whoa, you're way Light out there. Yeah. And if you just want to leave us behind, you can do that. If you want to come in here and pilfer us and turn this into an AFC, NFC of college football, there's nothing we do to stop you. What are Pittsburgh, Syracuse, and Boston College going to do to keep the Big Ten from pilfering Florida State, Clemson, North Carolina, Duke, NC State? Nothing. Nothing. You have no control. They want to give up media grant rights. Uh, I had an attorney do the math on this. The ACC teams could actually leave, give up their grant rights, and they would still come out better in the Big Ten than in this horrid deal they're in with ESPN. You'll still come out better. Wow. So that's not a thing anymore. You can't hold that over somebody. Mm-hmm. There's The money is being printed elsewhere. So now it's just, I need a seat. I don't need my seat. I don't need the conference champion seat. I just need to be able to get a team in here and catch my little filtration of money, knowing that this is going to be two SEC teams and two Big Ten teams four out of five years. Mm-hmm. College football playoff expansion will happen. It could happen earlier than 2025. And as we said, the board of managers of the college football playoff, the uh, the, the school presidents, they are now talking about just taking it away, taking football, major college football away from the NCAA. The other thing that I think has changed some people's minds is the NIL. They got caught with their pants down. Mm-hmm. The Supreme Court legislated it, and now they have no control. Right. And the fear is, if that happens again, we'll lose everything. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if these schools can put any parameters on that, but that's a discussion for another day. we got Sports Center update coming up here in just a moment, and then Caleb Peek will join me here for the 4 o'clock hour, talk some baseball and other big headlines in sports. He's a degenerate gambler. You are a smelly pirate hooker. And he's cheaper than oxygen. He's useless. But somehow, they make it work. Jeremy Green. Tank Spencer. There's no holding back in the sportsocracy. Presented by Ingalls Supermarkets and Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville. And welcome back into the Sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. Coming to you live from the Ingalls studio, Ingalls supermarkets, low prices, love the savings. I'm Tank Spencer filling in for Jeremy Green for the hour. 
I don't know if you picked up on this in that first hour, but Jeremy's a little under the weather. He's been struggling with this, like a sinus infection for like four days now. And he is, so we're going to give him a little respite here. Caleb and I are going to take it, take it away. Talk some baseball. We'll talk about other things going on. College football right around the corner. we got the NFL preseason. Jeremy will be uh, back in here to give you the pick tonight for the preseason game between the Chicago Bears and the Seattle Seahawks. We can't wait. Is that what all the noise was coming from? Oh my gosh! Down the I was down the hall, and I'm like, it sounds like a sermon is going on in here. I mean, Jeremy oh no, sounds Jeremy. a little sick, but oh yeah, he was losing his mind uh, earlier in in the show talking about the Deshaun Watson suspension, which uh, we can get your thoughts on as well uh, in this hour. We got all the time in the world to play with here in the Sportsocracy. Be sure to go to the Sportsocracy.com, click on the live video link in the uh, middle of the page. So you can see us on YouTube every time that we are live here in the Ingle studio. And subscribe to the channel so you can join us in the chat. You good? I'm sorry. I, I got a little frog in my throat there and, uh, you know, my finger's not cooperating. I was trying to clear my throat off the mic and then I turned it back on too soon. And, you know, things are just weird. I, things are weird. It kind of feels like I've walked into a quarantine zone. Is, is it safe <laughs> to spend an hour in here? Yes. yes okay, cool. All we, right. We've wiped down everything. Uh, you know, anyway, I don't think he's contagious. At least I hope not because I've been in the same room with him for the last four days. Don't like that a whole lot. Anyhow, welcome back into the program. And Caleb, it's it's time to talk some baseball. So uh, the, my just a bit outside story last hour was about the Dodgers reporter who can't slide on slides, apparently. <laughs> well, the first one was okay. It was the second one that got him. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Because they filmed the top of the slide, uh-huh. and then they had to film the his exit at the bottom. And then as he comes down, he, he not only did he break his wrist pinning it to the to the wall at the bottom of the slide, he cracked six ribs. Six ribs, like half of a rack. I mean, that's that that's crazy. a lot of ribs. Yeah, and, and it's just, padded. You gotta do, you gotta do better. You gotta do better. Like the like the New York Yankees. That's that's a good segue into the slump that has happened for the New York Yankees. Now, of course, last night was. A whole lot of fun as Josh Donaldson hits a walk-off grand slam to give them a win, but that was, what, their third win in 15 games? It's pathetic. Yeah, and, and that was the worst pitch to give Josh Donaldson in that situation, a fastball up and away. It's where he makes his money. I mean, it's right in the wheelhouse for him, and he knew it the minute it left the bat. Mm-hmm. And hang on a second, I've actually got – bear with me. I've got some numbers about that that I want to give you. Here it is. Uh, let's see. He's actually joined an exclusive club with that home run last night. Did you okay. hear about this? I did not. First home run for Josh Donaldson since August 8th. He's been three for 25 coming into that at bat. But with that home run, became the third Yankee joining Babe Ruth and Jason Giambi to hit a game-ending grand slam with New York trailing by at least three runs in extra innings. Nice. So a lot of caveats there, but he's, he's, he's joined a highly exclusive club with that. So something to be proud of. But, yeah. you know, it, there's been a lot of clamor coming from New York about why is he even in the lineup still? I just think he's got more of a chance of being remembered as a Jason Giambi-type player than a Babe Ruth-type player. Just, <laughs> I mean, Josh Donaldson's good, don't get me wrong, and he's, you know, well-traveled with Toronto and Atlanta, And but come on. And Jason Giambi had a little bit of added help as well. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, you know. A little bit. Aid by needle, if you will. Indeed, like uh, Fernando Tatis, apparently. Uh, apparently, We'll talk about that in just a second. But uh, the the slide for the New York Yankees 
I feel like it couldn't come at a worse time. I mean, just looking at the, the state of baseball and that, you know, the Yankees have been the highly touted team all season long as like it's destined that they're going to win a championship or at least win the American League and then have a dogfight with uh, the, the Dodgers coming out of or the Mets or whoever makes it coming out of the National League. And then you had the captain thing going on with the ESPN documentary, which unfortunately I still have to finish. I'm still same. I'm still in. A, I'm still an episode away. Like I saw the. I saw the. Um, I think it was episode five. That was the last one I watched. That was about, of course, the Red Sox. You know, coming back from down three zero in the two thousand four ALCS and. They didn't, they didn't, it did really didn't pay off for me as much as I wanted it to. Cause I was, I was really kind of hoping to see Derek Jeter cry on camera. Like I'm so distraught over that, that, you know, that's the big moment. And then and they just kind of whiffed over it. Just, yeah, just, just washed like, oh, over By it, the right. way, you guys did have the most embarrassing loss in, uh, in postseason history, but uh, we'll move on to other things. But anyway, I still had to finish that, but you had all of this going on and right in the middle of this big slump where everybody's you know obviously the the attention's always turned up on the new york yankees because they're in new york and they're the heritage team of major league baseball you know you, the team that ruth built right exactly so we can we, we can all recognize that the pressure is always higher in new york and on new york than it is for anybody else this is a bad time it's a bad time to be playing bad baseball. And the problem is, is coming against teams that have no business beating the New York Yankees. Like a couple of weeks ago, we like were talking about... Sox. Yeah, well, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I I'm, I'm, wasn't going to go there, but I'm glad you did. But two weeks ago, we're talking about the value of winning series. 162 game season, you don't have to win them all, but you do have to win the majority of yes. them. You've got to win series. And the Yankees haven't been. They've dropped two series to the Mariners, which, again... See, Pay attention to Seattle. They are going to be a factor in the postseason. We'll get to that later on, probably. You lose two series to the Mariners. You get swept out by the Cardinals. You get swept out. Well, you take you drop two of three to the to the Red Sox. You uh, let's see, two of three again. They lose to the Rays. Now you've got the Blue Jays coming up ahead of a crucial two game Subway series with the Mets, and the Blue Jays aren't looking good right now at all. It, it it's a case of an entire team coming down with the yips. I mean, that's that's what it has to be, right? Because New York is too good to be failing miserably the way that they are. S sometimes you'll see a couple of players go through these lengthy slumps like they have been. Josh Donaldson, case in point. Mm -hmm. But it's more than one or two. It's everyone. It's a – I don't want to use the word cancer, but it's a it's a, con a contagion, a contagion, yeah. whatever, yeah, yeah. The, however a you contagion. use that contagion, yeah. yeah, that spreads throughout the team. And it's something that – Actually, the Chicago White Sox have done a better job of addressing this type of problem than New York has because obviously the Yankees haven't addressed it. If they have addressed it, nothing has been made public about it. But you see what happened with Chicago last week. They were struggling. They were treading water, not looking good at all. You lose Tim Anderson again to absolutely no surprise to anyone. This guy is made of glass, and it's the most unfortunate thing I've ever seen because if Tim Anderson is a bigger factor for Chicago, Chicago is a factor. Without Tim Anderson... There are there is no Chicago White Sox, and that's that's the shameful thing about it. But they're struggling, and uh, Tony Larusa calls his team leaders into the clubhouse. I, I don't know if you saw the story or not, but they um, he didn't call the whole team in. He only he called the team leaders in. So it's a smaller room. Everyone clears the air. Everyone gets their thoughts off of their chest, and essentially it's a it's a talk about shedding the cockiness. 
delineating, finding the separation between confidence and cockiness and not expecting anything, expecting that the league isn't going to give you, they're not going to give you a win. Mm -hmm. You're not going to roll over everyone. You have to come in and earn it. And what happens right after that meeting, Chicago goes on a five-game winning streak. It's just a matter of getting everyone's head in the right space. It's a team-wide case of the yeps for New York, and it's frankly, it's unacceptable because this team is too good to be as bad as they are right now. Still guaranteed a spot in the playoffs, sure, but that's the, that's the last thing you want if you're New York is to set up a, a first round of the playoffs, an NLDS or an ALDS, if you will, coming off of the worst stretch of your season. You don't want to end the season on a low note and have to play your best baseball of the year because it's not going to end well for you. And if this team does not make the World Series, it's a total failure. Absolutely. The the entire rebuild is throw it out the window. It's all for nothing because you haven't accomplished what you came here to do. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's sad, really to see the turnaround between the first the first half Yankees and the second second half Yankees it's a totally different ball club oh yeah and it's first, just, it's inexplicable the first half Yankees were uh, on pace to be the greatest team ever right of all they, time like they were trying to beat the Seattle Mariners record for the you know the the best record in the modern era mm-hmm. and now you look at a team that it, it, at least in the last 15 games like I said they've only they've only won three of those games and you just look you look at the box score, or not the box score, but the standings, and you look at the last 10 category, they're playing baseball on par right now with teams like the Pittsburgh Pirates and the Colorado Rockies. That's awful. Coming into this season, the AL East was expected to be one of, if not the best division in baseball. And right now, it's it's the worst top to bottom i mean right now anyway and that's Mm -hmm. tough to say with the yankees in the lineup but look i mean tampa bay and toronto tied for second place right now and tampa bay has clawed their way back into it they've been playing decent baseball lately baltimore 11 and a half games back but they're a game and a half back from second place Mm -hmm. i mean where have the orioles come from they they, they're it's a resurrection story from hell they have come from hell the wrong kind of resurrection they they want to make my life hell because i have the standing (laughs) bet with uh, steven tau the torture ticket if you will that one of us is getting a pie in the face at the end of this season and it's whoever's team finishes in last and I'm, I, I mean, pick your pie, Stephen, because it, it doesn't look like the Sox are going to get off the stick and do anything about this season. They've already cashed it in. They're like, screw it. Let's get to the offseason. We'll make all the big calls that we have to on Bogarts and uh, and endeavors and we'll, we'll just move on. No, I'll tell you what. There's no Bo- fire. Xander Bogarts is making the case for why he should remain a Boston Red Sox. They both are. Stop this with will they? They damn well better. Kevin Vick will stand with me on this one. The Red Sox, Patrick Holt too. We Red Sox fans unite. We will not let you get rid of these guys like you did with Mookie Betts, and then now see what happened. Ugh, that trade was awful. <laughs> so terrible. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know who got away with that. Didn't somebody lost their job over that? I'm pretty sure. Should have. I I don't know. I'm not a Red Sox guy. You are in the sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville, ninety-two point nine FM, eight eighty AM. And 1,400, the biggest story in baseball. We'll get more into the playoff push and and all of that uh, coming up uh, a little later in the hour. But the biggest story in baseball, obviously, over the last week and a half has been Fernando Tatis, one of the brightest young stars in the league. I mean, is is it just being selfish or is it that he's just a kid and he makes mistakes? We're going to get into the talk up next. 
Everyone's heard about the housing market and this being the best time to sell a house in years. But the same thing applies to cars. Whether you're looking to buy a car, trade in, or sell that car in the driveway collecting dust, Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville wants to buy your car. They have two on-site managers that work with Kelly Blue Book to give you top dollar for your vehicle. You can even have your car appraised instantly at AndersonNissan.com. Stop in and visit them today at 629 Brevard Road, Nashville, or call them at 828-365-1663. Roots and wings. The two greatest gifts any parent can give their kid. But when it's time for them to head off to college, there's also groceries, laundry detergent, notebook paper, ironing instructions, and futons that assemble with parts left over. At Ingalls, we have all the comforts of home right around the corner. We know that life's biggest steps are best taken with faith and trust in the ones you love the most. Ingalls, all the ingredients for family. Sportsocracy. You are a regular meltdown. You better cool off. Back here in the Sportsocracy on ESPN Asheville, live in the Ingalls studio. Yes, we're always brought to you by Ingalls Supermarkets. Low prices. Love the savings. Caleb Peak sitting in for Jeremy Green for the hour. We're letting him take a little bit of a respite since uh, he expended he expended a lot of energy in that first hour talking about uh, Deshaun Watson and the college football playoff uh, apparently breaking with the NCAA. That's that's going to be a big thing. I knew that would get him fired up. Oh, yeah. In Major League Baseball, though, the number one story has been about a guy who's not even playing. He, he hasn't played all year long because he's a – I wanted to say something that I can't say on FCC Airwaves right there, but to me the way that this all plays out is I, I, I'm not giving – fernando tatis any kind of a pass on any of this like dude you are just a you're a numbskull you're a moron first you get on the motorcycle and you have a motorcycle crash put your team at risk break your wrist then you don't come back and then now you've tested positive for a banned substance and they ban you for 80 games you're just you're just an idiot after the team after after the team did an entire rebuild around you with the mm-hmm. expectation that you're coming back. Spent hundreds of millions of dollars to go out and put a team around you that is capable of competing with the Dodgers for a World Series. Because you've got to get through the L- you got to get through LA before you can have a chance at anybody on the AL side. Mm-hmm. That's just not happening now. All of that is for nothing because this is a guy who's doing nothing but looking for excuses. Mm-hmm. He's done nothing but put out excuse after excuse. Well, I didn't know. I, I, I didn't mean to. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you didn't mean no. to. And you, I you, love, knew it was, you knew it was bad. And the thing that I love most about this story is none of his teammates are happy about it, and they're not hiding Why should they be happy about I, it? I, I'm not. But yeah. normally in this situation, you know, you would have guys making excuses. You'd be like, oh, Fernando made a mistake, and we're moving on, blah, 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 blah. And you got guys coming out and saying, screw him. We don't need him. we got a good enough team. We can compete without him. Now, that's not true. <laughs> I don't think it's true. Do you? Without Tatis? Yeah. Can they compete? sure can they succeed no exactly no that's what i mean when i say compete like okay you're gonna you'll make the playoffs and you can maybe win a game or two but i don't see you making a threat for a world series you're still gonna beat you're gonna beat a lot of teams without tatis Mm -hmm. but you're not gonna beat all of them right and that's what matters right exactly and the 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 whole situation is just crazy (sighs) it's it's mind numbing i'm just 
it goes it goes back to how do you keep doing this? How do you keep making the same mistakes over and over again? Now I get it that you know Fernando is not the one that does all of does things like this, but athletes in general, like we just keep asking ourselves, how does this happen when an athlete gets caught drinking and driving, or you know just something stupid, something so completely uh, avoidable. Taking a banned substance is something that, you know, Barry Bonds couldn't get away with. What was that, 20 years ago now? He couldn't At get least. away with, oh, you know, it was the cream. I was using this cream, and I didn't know what was in it. Like, that should have been the last time any guy was able to use, I didn't know what was in it. Because from now on, before you put anything in your body, you got the team looking at it. Right. You're like, hey, uh, doctor says I need to take this. You need to look at it and make sure that it's right. Or at least... Uh, you know, a team physician or someone uh, associated with the team. Now, Pedro Martinez on the uh, pregame show the other night was talking about this, and he was like, oh, this is on the Padres. The Padres should always know what's going in their guys' bodies. To a certain degree, I agree with him, but the problem is he's not in San Diego. Like, he's in the Dominican. He's, he's not with the team. He's not in the city. He's not He's not there for them to watch over him. This is on Tatis, 180%. It's a very, very simple concept. It's called maturity, mm-hmm. and it's something that a lot of people don't have, especially the younger, that these, the younger the athlete is in any organization, not only Major League Baseball. We see this a lot in the NFL. We see it a lot in college football. Kids who come into a good situation, maybe a situation they aren't accustomed to being in. Now, that's not the case with Tatis Jr. because he grew up with a father who was a major leaguer. So he doesn't have that leg to stand on, that he's in a new environment and he just he doesn't know how the game works. That's not true for him. But this really, the more you think about this, the more that incident last, what was it, last August or last September between he and Manny Machado in the dugout. When things are going poorly and Tatis is just just slumping around and he's he's moping and oh my goodness woe is me and Machado just gets in his grill and gives it to him because Machado is four four years his senior he was twenty seven at the time I think Tatis was twenty two maybe it's a five year difference and just lets him know how he feels about it look dude if you're gonna play in the major leagues you gotta grow up and start taking yourself to task hold yourself to a higher standard and be the player that you want your that you want to be that you want to be remembered as you have to play like that and it it worked for a little while I mean Tatis finished the season relatively strong but then the motorcycle crash knowing how much you're worth knowing how much of a risk risk that is and you you put yourself ahead of your team and ahead of your own contract Mm -hmm. and then here we are now hasn't played a single hasn't played a single at bat this entire year and now this happens after, like we said, after the rebuild has been completed. It's not in the process. We're not putting the feelers out. We're not thinking about it. It's done. The checks have been sent out. The checks have been signed. Mm-hmm. And the money has gone into the account. Mm-hmm. And now you're not coming back? Give me a break. Yeah. Three strikes. I mean, I mean, three strikes and you're out, right? This is baseball we're talking about. How much longer can you suffer this nonsense from this buffoon? And I mean, forever. That's the answer. The answer is forever. Because it always is. Talent always outweighs whatever problem you're dealing with. I mean, look at Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson got the largest contract of anybody in in NFL history. Guaranteed money, $230 million, because he's an excellent quarterback when he's on the field. True that. The problem is, you'll put up with anything. We've, we've shown that for years. 
And Fernando Tatis, like it or not, is one of the most electric young players in Major League Baseball. We talked, uh, I remember talking when he signed the big deal with them about how great this was for baseball, that they have a face that is getting out there in all of these commercials, and you're going to have a, a, a young kid who is recognizable by not just baseball fans, but sports fans in general and, and, and outside fans as well. He was doing Gatorade commercials, and he was funny, and and now I'm not saying it's all gone because you know once he comes back and starts hitting dangers again, nobody's going to care about the, any of this. But it's always going to be in the back of you know baseball fans' minds of this guy is just a jack wagon, and that you can you know it's it's the whole star attitude that you have in today's players. I mean, I think first off name that comes to my mind is Bryce Harper. Bryce Harper has always been that lightning rod guy because he's a jack wagon. Mm-hmm. Always has been. He's entertaining, but he's a jack wagon. And Fernando Tatis apparently just falls right in the same line. Is this what we can expect from every star? No. But the biggest ones having this problem, it's not a new thing. Go back to A-Rod. A-Rod, nobody liked A-Rod, but he was one of the greatest stars baseball had. Had a heck of a cat. 20 years. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we will put up with a lot. But, yeah, I mean, the, nobody's ever going to look at Fernando Tatis and go, I'm done with you. They're going to pay him his money. He's going to be out there. And you got to hope that he grows up a little bit. I, and, see, I agree with part of that. But I was talking with our market president earlier today. It's just as luck would have it. And the conversation turned to, are you a bigger asset than you are a liability? Now, I don't know. I won't get into whether we were talking about my personal situation or not. But are you are you doing more good for your organization mm-hmm. than harm? It, it comes down to that. And now you look at this 80-game suspension. Now we're talking about 2023. Now he's going to be out for over a calendar year. It's not only going to be through the end of 2022. We're talking about the next campaign that Tontis will be eligible to rejoin the team if he doesn't do something dumb between now and then. Mm-hmm. It's just... I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm all about giving second chances. I've gotten plenty of second chances myself. I've gotten third and fourth chances. But you have to hold yourself accountable. And that's not what I'm seeing from Tatis right now. From either senior or junior, again, all it is is excuses. Oh, I didn't know. Oh, I didn't mean to. But you knew what you took was banned. You knew that it was against the rules. And at the end of the day, if it shows up in the test, there's nothing that Major League Baseball can do about it. Now, whether or not pitchers are going to start beating him when he comes back i mean i, I don't know if that's going to happen i don't know if they're going to go full jonathan papelbon that's kind of so. that's a little ridiculous yeah pap was over the top with yeah. That. It's like, yeah it'd be one thing if he was playing and he was doing it i mean i do draw the line there do you like he I wasn't yeah. active he wasn't playing it wasn't like he was in the middle of a great season and then got caught no he was sitting at home and, you know, maybe he was taking it to get better, the whole Andy Pettit thing, because that was his excuse, right? He was taking the HGH to recover from injury right. faster. I, You know, part of me is like, it's still against the rules and you deserve whatever suspension or whatever you get. But I kind of give you a break on that. Like, you're trying to, you're trying to get back to the game. And that's- it's not like you're taking it to cheat. And that's why Andy Pettit is still held in high esteem. He's still exactly. held in high regard, even though he was a guy who doped. Exactly. But Barry Bonds and uh, Roger Clemens and, uh, you know, Jose Canseco and Alex Rodriguez and 
you know, n- never, never, never confirmed, but I've always had my suspicions about David Ortiz. We know Manny. Oh, absolutely. You know, Manny. We know Manny. Yeah, no doubt about it. Right. Like, you knew these guys were taking it while they were playing, and, you know, you get past it or you can't. It's it's up to you as a, as a baseball fan. But I do kind of draw the line between a guy trying to recover from injury faster, taking some HGH or Clobostol or whatever it was that uh, Tatis got caught with, rather than actively taking it while you're on the field. And Maybe I'm wrong. Here's the thing that gets me, though. This this interview, this radio interview in the Dominican Republic that Tatis Sr. went on, and he goes on to say that uh, this suspension is going to uh, cause millions of fans, quote-unquote, to stop watching the game because his son has been suspended. So, number one, it doesn't matter. I mean, it, it, you can say that all you want. He still can't come back because he broke the rule. Right. And two, he hasn't played all season long. And baseball ratings are still the best they've been in a long time. They didn't need him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he was always on the horizon coming back. But that's not why you're watching baseball today, knowing that Fernando Tontis Jr. is coming back next month. Right. doesn't have any impact on the current, on the present. It's just the cockiness around this, just the, the the pretentiousness around this entire thing. The entitlement is really just, you know, it, it, is, it sticks in my craw, man. I don't even know. I, I can't with this. You I, are, I just can't with this. You are in the sportsocracy with me, Tank Spencer, and Caleb Peake filling in for Jeremy Green this hour. When we come back for the break, we'll get weird talk more baseball. I believe real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I am Clarissa Marshall with eXp Realty, serving all of Western North Carolina. Navigating the home buying and selling journey can feel overwhelming at times, and that's why having an agent who cares about you and your needs is key. I'm a native of Western North Carolina, and I close over a home a week. I'm an expert in the market, pricing my sellers correctly to net you the most money, and working as a skilled negotiator for my buyers. Please give me a call today at 828-774-6343 to set up a complimentary market analysis. When it comes to losing weight and getting healthier, there is one name that I now trust above all others, and it's Dr. Ashley Lucas. The Ph.D. weight loss program has helped me lose more than 85 pounds since Thanksgiving. The numbers speak for themselves. The Ph.D. team has helped me through the process with the guidance of Dr. Ashley Lucas, who is the owner and founder, and now she has a new title, best-selling author. Her new book, Five Steps to Reset the Scale, is a bestseller on Amazon. Ph.D. is helping me collapse the visceral fat that has been holding me back all these years, and I'm also learning how to break the addictions that I have with food. Ph.D. provides me with 80% of the food that I need to have success on the program. And at under 210 pounds, it has opened up a whole new world to me. Get Dr. Ashley Lucas's book, Five Steps to Reset the Scale, at myphdweightloss.com. Ph.D. Weight Loss, the official weight loss program of the Clemson Tigers and their fans. At Ingalls, whether we're celebrating Friday Night Rivals, televising college basketball games, bringing the Fan Fest to semi-pro soccer, or taking you out to the ball game at your minor league park, it's all in the bag. Ingalls, low prices, love the savings. On the weird scale, there's Vegas, there's Florida, and there's Asheville. Let's get weird, Asheville. Back here in the sportsocracy on ESPN Asheville. Uh, also, you know, we got football season right around the corner. Just wanted to throw this out there. Caleb, 
You'll be stepping up on the Buncombe County High School football game of the week this year. Finally got the call up That's coming right. out of the bullpen. That's right. Yeah. I'm uh, I'm I'm taking a step back from the high school football activities. We still have Sports Tank Friday at 6:30 every Friday night to get you set for the night's games, and then I'm going to dip out of here. And Caleb is going to be running the show on the Buncombe County High School football game of the week, and it all starts tomorrow night huge honor I, I'm, right. I'm beyond excited That's and right. tomorrow night is the kicker there i mean i can't believe it's already time i right? know i know here we it's, are oh cannot wait cannot wait for it all to get kicked off here all right uh so weird news time and we haven't really had a whole lot of discussions on this program about uh the coronavirus because i mean the second wave we're on to new things we're uh-huh. on to new things uh <laughs> we realize it's still out there blah 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 got gotcha. But there's something weird happening in China, huh? Who who is shocked that there's something weird happening in China? Uh, In the coastal Chinese city of Xiamen, um, they're doing something to keep uh, COVID away that I've never heard of, and I really am having a hard time figuring out why this is important. But they do have a like like a policy in Xiamen that zero COVID. They, they don't want any COVID coming out. They don't want it to be, you know, they're, they're, in China, they're still doing all these uh, spark quarantines and stuff whenever COVID is, is found somewhere. Automatic lockdowns, in fact, the, yeah. In fact, the other day, there was, there was darn near a riot inside an Ikea store because somebody, the alarm went off. You know, they're all carrying these little detectors of when you've been close to somebody with COVID, you get the, the alert. Oh, yeah. And when the alert popped up, they were going to quarantine the entire store. And everybody went, I am not being stuck in this store. And the the hundreds of people that were in the Ikea just went sprinting for the exits to try to beat security so they could not be quarantined inside this store. It's still really serious over there. So I, I, I get wanting to have the zero COVID thing. But it is, like I said, it is a coastal city and they do a lot of importing there. And one of their chief imports and commodities is fish. And so now, because there have been some, what they say, illegal trades and contact with other fishermen from other regions by the fishermen who call shaman home, they are now all required when they come back into port, they are required to have uh, nucleic acid tests Hmm. to make sure that they haven't got haven't picked it up somewhere fair enough now they're swabbing the fish too like they they're taking all of the fish well not all of the fish but they're taking like samples of the fish and giving them mouth swabs to make sure that the fish don't have covid when they come back again this is like zero tolerance policy we don't want it around but they're doing this and wasting all of this time in my opinion wasting all of this time Despite the fact that every study, every official that you can find says there's very, very low risk that you will get this from an animal, much less a dead animal that you're going to cook and eat. Well, actually, it's China, so they may not cook it. So yeah, that's where this thing came from, right? That's, where that's these how Jeremy wet got markets. sick. Maybe that's yeah. what Jeremy's got. Jeremy got Chinese fish oh. when he had his sashimi incident, and now he's all, you know, COVIDed out. It's not, not the case. I'm being ridiculous. But swabbing fish, I've... That's a new one. I wonder how many yen or yuan that pays. I mean, it's 
It's got to be a full time job, oh, right? Swab them? That's a oh, lot of fish. The, that's, that's that's lap of luxury job. There, you're you know you're you're a cog in the government wheel that runs everything in communist China. So you're good. So if this is such an issue, being a coastal city, and you got to worry about the imports coming in, why don't you just catch your own fish? And that way you're good, right? No, that's what they're doing. They're catching their own fish. Oh, these aren't imports coming No, I okay. mean, this, All is, right. this is like guys going out on the boats, and they're catching the fish, and then they're coming back, and they're like, well, we don't know where you caught those fish. You could have gone somewhere else and caught those fish. You could have bought those fish off of somebody else. That could have been somebody else's fish. That could have been the other province's fish, and we <sighs> want to make sure you're not bringing COVID back, so we're going to swab your fish. It's another day in China. Wow. Jeez. Well, oh, man. Well, I mean, I kind of get the whole thing about Ikea, though. I, I've been, I haven't been... To, in riot mode at ikea but when you spend all day putting together a chair or a dresser and you're missing a piece and <laughs> then you go in there i've been ready to start a riot been ready to start yeah, a riot. not over that though i've never been in one of those stores but i hear they're horrible yeah it's kind of like a costco but for furniture yeah but isn't it like once you go in there's only one way in and one way out I like think you so. have to follow the path to yeah. get out so so when the quarantine popped up everybody was like oh crap i'm on all two and i gotta go to aisle 67 mm-hmm. so everyone's walking out of here in a single file line through the little cattle trail through They're the jumping ikea over couches trying to get out yeah that's, sorry, I'm that's how riot start i'm making light of a serious situation but it's kind of it's kind of funny you put that same scenario in alabama and it's a it, it, that is a don't do crime story oh i mean automatically we're talking about we- weapons crimes all over the place exactly um i like history right uh-huh. i'm a big history buff okay and usually i stick to the 200 300 year range maybe the revolutionary kind of point is where i draw the line a little bit okay um this was this is serious history researchers in uh in europe yeah, yeah the uk's cambridge cambridge university library launched a two-year project to recover and digitize some manuscripts right they found about uh, what i think 180 yeah 180 of these medieval manuscripts that contain roughly 8,000 unedited handwritten medical recipes now, if you've never heard the term medical recipe, it's because they don't really exist anymore because we have doctors that know this stuff. But back then, they just had to figure it out, right? Like you had a problem. They had, you know, um, uh, family remedies is what, what I'm trying to get to. It's basically a cookbook, right, written in Old English or Gaelic or what have you, that in short, simple steps outlines a process step by step for how to treat whatever is ailing you. And it really just emphasizes how hard these people had it back then. I mean, these are cures for for uh, broken skulls, for skull fractures, for extreme gout, um, for women who are going to have a stillborn child. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's like then you just knew. Like you didn't, have, you didn't go and have an ultrasound. You just kind of knew that something wasn't right. So we're talking about, just to give you an example, if you had gout, um, this story coming from CNN, by the way. One of these treatments involved, quote-unquote, stuffing a puppy with snails and sage, roasting the puppy over a fire, and when the fat started dripping out, you would collect that fat and use it as an ointment to treat your gout. Or, if you had cataracts, you catch a hare, right? You catch a wild rabbit. Uh, okay. t- take the gallbladder out of it, mix it with honey, and stick it on your eye, apply it to your eye with a feather. You would do this for three nights, and supposedly your cataract would be healed. With like gallbladder juice yeah. and honey mixed together. Mm-hmm. From a hare. From from a from, wild from rabbit. A, from a rabbit. Uh-huh. And your cataracts are poof. You're good to go. Huh. Now, these are the same people who told you that you couldn't catch the Black Death as long as you had that long beak thing filled with herbs. Uh, yeah, yeah, I remember right? that. Yeah. yeah, that worked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they're going to ca- take all these manuscripts or whatnot, digitize them, and uh, 
now we'll have them at our disposal here. Interesting. Mm -hmm. All of these uh, methods that don't work. Because modern technology just, you know, doesn't cut it. Awesome. And I know there are people out there like, oh, those things work. You just don't believe in science, Tank. That's not science. That's something that some guy back in the, you know, the 1700s went, how am I going to do this? Hmm, what's the weirdest thing I can do? Oh, I know. Put blood-sucking leeches all over my body, and that's going to cure me. Just, just cut the vein and that's not how that works. take some cocaine and let the let the <laughs> devils out of you. Right. Mm-hmm. You're good. Bloodletting and cocaine usage. I think we've progressed past that. I see you've got your glasses back on. I thought that you may have tried this cataract removal treatment <laughs> in the last break. No, but I treat my glaucoma every chance that I can get. There you go. You are in the sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. Caleb Peaks in here. We've been talking uh, talking baseball. You got a, you got any spicy takes about uh, the way the season has been going since the all-star break of where we're headed with Major League Baseball before we get into other things? I like the winning streak trend that we're seeing. Because this is this is kind of an anomaly. I mean, every now and then, every usually every season, you'll get one or two teams that go on a hot streak, and then they'll inevitably cool. But for the most part, it's kind of, you know, you, you'll win three or four in a row, and then you'll lose a couple that you're not supposed to, and it's just the ebb and flow. Whoever loses the less games that they're not supposed to lose usually makes it to the playoffs or the World Series. Well, this year, we're seeing some really good teams going on some really good streaks, like... The Dodgers, who mm-hmm. just won 12 in a row and then, you know, had a couple of bad losses. You can't sustain it forever, but it's just incredible streaks that we're going on. The Braves, 14 in a row back in uh, back in June. The Mariners, 14 in a row going into the All-Star break. These teams that you don't really expect to win all these games at one time are just coming in buckets. And I, I like that. I think it's great for the game. It's great for the fan bases. Obviously, mm-hmm. it's going to fill the stands because everyone wants to see a winning team play. Nobody wants to see a loser. Well, right. the more winners we have, the more butts are going to be in seats. So that's great for the game itself. But it's just the only thing about that is the gap between the haves and the have-nots is widening. So the teams that are bad are really, really, really bad, like mm-hmm. Detroit and Kansas City and uh, you know teams like that. Boston, Pittsburgh. Boston, dare I say it. Yeah, <laughs> Pittsburgh. Hey, come on. We're a 500 <laughs> ball club, all right? Yeah. We wouldn't be in dead last in every division. Well, the thing about Boston, 10 games ago, they were 500. 10 games later, they're still 500. Yeah. I mean, you got to show me some progress. Well, I mean, I, we, I consider that progress seen as how you dropped four games below 500 in the middle of that 10-game stretch. Yeah, and you took two out of two out of three against the Yankees. So, yeah. you know, I'll give, you, I'll yeah. give it to you. You catch the best, quote-unquote, best team in baseball on their biggest slump of the season. That's mm-hmm. excellent, excellent job, guys. Way to go. <laughs> Way to go. Really making me proud. But, yeah, I like to see the win- see all these teams winning because it's, it's great. I think it's great for the sport that, that you have uncertainty now. Like at the beginning of the season, it was foregone conclusion. Yankees, Dodgers, we're done. Done. And now it's, well, I don't know. I mean, the Mets still got a chance. The Braves still got a chance. You, the Dodgers are obviously playing great. The Yankees are down a little bit, but the AL is kind of opened wide up now. And uh, one last thing. I know we got to get to break in a minute, but yep. it's um, just you're talking about the uncertainty. Where are these players coming from that are having these phenomenal years? Big Atlanta Braves fan here, and the the number of impact players on this roster right now were players I had no idea existed before the beginning of the season. Michael Harris II was one of those who came out of nowhere and had an immediate impact. Vaughn Grissom, I mean, 
who is this kid? And then he shows up and hits a home run and is for his first major league hit. He has a, scores a run in the next four games that he plays. I think that's the first time that's ever happened in the major leagues. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just come in and have an immediate impact. Nobody knew who Spencer Strider was before this game or before this season. And now he's he's on track to overtake Max Freed as SP1 in Atlanta. I mean, mm-hmm. the guy deals. And no one had any clue who he was in 2021. That's just phenomenal to me that players can come from absolutely nowhere and become overnight stars. I don't think we've really ever seen that in this league, but that's that's kind of the direction that we're trending. And I'm here for it. I love it because it, it keeps it that much more entertaining. It's so unpredictable, and it's very, very fun to watch. College football season right around the corner. High school football starts tomorrow night. You'll hear that right here on ESPN. Asheville, the Buncombe County High School football game of the weekend over on 1400. You will hear the Tuscola game. Uh, as you will each and every week for those folks up in Haywood County. Uh, like I said, college football kicking off next week. And then you got the NFL right around the corner. Caleb, while you're in here, we don't we usually just focus on baseball, but let's talk some football when we come back. When I finally drove the old car into the grave, I knew there was only one place I was going to go. Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville, home of the family plan. And yes, they treat you like family. I went in, told them what I was looking for, told them my budget, and in no time, I was signing the paperwork on my certified pre-owned vehicle. They have the area's largest selection on quality pre-owned vehicles and certified Nissans. They go through a 167-point inspection, so you know it's not going to let you down. They gave me the Carfax report, so I know the history of my vehicle. And the Fred Anderson family plan gives me things like oil changes and car washes and loaner cars if I have to have major work done on the car in the future. For me, buying a car has always been an intimidating thought. But the folks at Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville made it super easy. Don't be like me. Don't wait till the last minute to get a deal done. Go to AndersonNissan.com or stop by the showroom at 629 Brevard Road. And don't forget to mention we sent you from the Sportsocracy and get a $250 bonus on your trade-in at Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville. At Ingalls, whether we're celebrating Friday Night Rivals, televising college basketball games, bringing the Fan Fest to semi-pro soccer, or taking you out to the ball game at your minor league park, it's all in the bag. Ingalls. Low prices. Love the savings. The Sportsocracy. Pull up your pants, take off the bra, and be a man! Welcome back into the Sportsocracy on ESPN. Asheville, Caleb Peak filling in for Jeremy Green just for the next few minutes. Jeremy will be back for the top of the third hour of the program as uh, we will kick it off with, as we do every day, with the Daily Draft continuing to draft our top 40 players in the NFL as the NFL Network is releasing their top 100. We didn't have enough days in the week to do 100 players. We just didn't want to, you know, we're not going to put you through that of a 20-player draft every day. So we're doing 10 players a day, four days for this week, and we'll have a top 40 at the end of tomorrow. I got to say, I heard Jeremy Green take Tom Brady yesterday and I almost crashed. I <laughs> almost you, drove off a cliff. That's how you know he's not in his right mind. Like he's got the sinus infection going on and he's just, he's just the guy that I don't know. Maybe I'll take a Tom Brady and follow that up with a Dallas Cowboy. <laughs> the two <laughs> teams not? he talks the most smack about. I do like Micah Parsons though. Oh, that, that was a good pick. I agree absolutely. with that. Absolutely. Especially so, after seeing him in, pre, in the training camp. Yeah. He's come a long way. Yeah, well, a long way from being great. Yeah, I mean, he's that's even better the, now than he was last year. insane. Mm-hmm. Real, scary he's for the a dog. rest of the league. Yeah. <laughs> dog. Micah Parsons, 
Dog. Dog. Uh, we got football kicking off tomorrow night. ESPN Asheville, the Buncombe County High School football game of the week. We'll have a sportsocracy, or excuse me, the Sports Tank Friday uh, show at 6.30 from 6.30 to 7. And then we'll have the uh, regular crew taking over for the game. Caleb now taking a uh, driver's seat of the Buncombe County High School football game of the week. Happy to pass the torch on to him with that for this upcoming season. So that's tomorrow. And, you know, I'll have all the previews and stuff of the games of the night and, and what we can look forward to in this upcoming season in high school football. 6.30 tomorrow night on 570 WWNC and here on ESPN Asheville. Uh, and then we got college football starting week after next. Or mm-hmm. the week, uh, a week from this weekend. Labor Day so, weekend. Yeah. Yep. No, 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 no. It, was it the starts week- a week early. Ooh. Week zero. Week one is in Labor Day weekend. But week zero starts next week. Huh. So we got college football just days away. Then we got preseason going on in the NFL. We've got uh, regular season going to kick off on the, was it the 11th or something like that? Yeah, the week after Labor Day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it, it's it's all happening right now. We don't talk much football. What What is your overview of the NFL? Have you, have you made your decision on who you think is going to win it all this year? Who is going to win it all? I mean, it's hard to bet against. I, I think L.A. has a chance of going back-to-back. Mm-hmm. But the the gap is not as large this year as it was last year. I, f- I feel like a lot of teams have regressed, not seen a lot of progression. Uh, Arizona was expected, mm-hmm. I mean, should be really, really good. But there's been a number of years when Arizona should have been good that they just weren't. Right. Like last year, I thought Arizona would really be something special and just... Well, especially when they started out 8-0 and then, right. you know, yeah. tanked the rest of well, the What season. happened, you know? Um, Pittsburgh is improving. Like, you I, think they're improving? I think they are, despite the fact that Mitchell Trubisky the, is the, the quarterback. quarterback the quarterback situation is not ideal, and honestly, I, I I mean, I went to Pittsburgh training camp. I saw the three quarterbacks in action, and Kenny Pickett is not that far removed from Mitch Trubisky. Okay, I mean, he's not Trubisky just yet, but he is more accurate than Trubisky. All right. I think he's, his arm is comparable to Trubisky. He just has to develop that maturity. He has to develop that ability to be a, a field general in the NFL. That'll come. But, I mean, those kids Did you him. have a close-up seat? I mean, like, 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 were you close enough to be able to see his hands, yes. or did it just look like the football was I was hands? I was two rows back from the sideline. <laughs> I mean, it's <laughs> – now, those guys are bigger than most. Don't get me wrong. But um, it's – Everything is just so weird right now. You know, like this has been one of the weirdest off seasons that I've ever encountered with the whole ayahuasca thing with with <laughs> Aaron Rodgers. It's like Green Bay would be good, right. but now you hear all this coming out and it's like, well, I mean, if that's what Aaron Rodgers is banking the rest of his career on is a hallucinogenic tea, then I don't know how good I feel about him. I think Las Vegas is going to be really, really fun this year. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I like it. I like it. I'm yeah. on the Raiders bandwagon. I was on the hater bandwagon last year for the Raiders, and I've kind of switched on that. Well, Devontae think... Adams makes all the difference, right? Oh, yeah. All the difference. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I and think he brings Mack a whole new there. level to that team. Right. I think Dallas will be improved as well. Mm-hmm. The Cowboys are going to be dare i say it okay. contenders okay all right all right all right I, I i am highest on the baltimore ravens i've already picked them to win it all and i think if i had to go with a second team i'm going i'm going chargers i know that they haven't done it but this might be the year this 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 might be the time this is definitely the best roster they've ever had so if there is any year that they're gonna do it 
It could be this year. What do you feel about the hometown team, the Carolina Panthers? <sighs> well, Baker is obviously going to start, right? I mean, it's not. I think so. It's not really a question. I mean, they're they're being all coy about it. They're keeping it behind wraps. But obviously, you don't bring Baker Mayfield in to sit, and he's been fine. I mean, he hasn't been a standout in training camp, but he's been good enough. And so, I, th- I think it's pretty pretty clear that he gets the start in Week One. Now, can he hold it? Mm-hmm. It's one thing to get the starting job; it's another thing to keep it. I don't think that you're not going to trade Sam Darnold at this point. Those rumors popped up, and they quickly kind of went away, just kind of without a trace. Mm-hmm. Darnold will be there; he'll be he'll be a solid backup. But this uh, this chippiness between the Panthers and the Patriots over the last couple of days, I like the fire I'm seeing out of CMC mm-hmm. because you you don't get that out of him a lot. He's usually a, a clean cut player. He doesn't push and shove after the whistle, and he got up and spiked the ball at that guy at what's his name's feet and went right after yeah. him. You know? Did you see the Hurricanes reached out to him too? Yeah, the Hurricanes <laughs> reached out and said, "Hey, y'all need some enforcers. Just give us a call. We ain't doing nothing right mm-hmm. now. We got somebody. We'll come out there." And the, granted, this was like I think I think the Hurricanes were like the the third least fighting team in the NFL or the, in the NHL this past year. So maybe they've just got all this pent up aggression that they're just ready to come out and beat some tail. And when you build a stable of enforcers like the Hurricanes have, there's a reason why you don't fight very it much. Was great, they're though. bruisers. Yeah. Oh yeah. Y'all but need I mean, some enforcers. We're right there. Yeah. The wide receiver core concerns me a little bit though in Carolina. I mean, you just don't have same same song and dance, right? Yeah. The last 3 seasons you've got CMC to rely on. He he will get hurt and then you're left with I mean, who? I mean, nobody really. Yeah. I mean, you've got you don't really have anyone to go to and Baker Mayfield. Well, DJ DJ Moore is going to be the go-to. Yeah. But but even last year we saw that wasn't that wasn't great. No. Cuz him and Robbie Anderson led the league in drops last year. So mm-hmm. Maybe that's on Sam, but remember, Sam wasn't the quarterback all year last year. Exactly. So, I don't know. It, it's going to be – I think it's going to be a rough season for the Panthers. I hope for the best, but I just wanted to get your take on that as well. This is the Sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville. Sports Center update coming up, and then we'll get into the daily draft. He's a degenerate gambler. You are a smelly pirate hooker. And he's cheaper than oxygen. He's useless. But somehow, they make it work. Jeremy Green, Tank Spencer. There's no holding back in the sportsocracy. Presented by Ingalls Supermarkets and Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville. And we are live in the Ingalls studio on ESPN Asheville 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. The sportsocracy as always heard everywhere you go on the iHeartRadio app live or on demand. You can also see us on YouTube. Just go to thesportsocracy.com, click on the live video link. Don't forget to subscribe to the channel so you can join us in the chat each and every day. You can vote in our polls. You just just have your voice heard because we are the Democratic Republic of Sports, and that's what we want, that we want to serve you. Uh, Much love to uh, Caleb Peake as well. That kid can literally do everything that happens on this show. It doesn't matter what's happening with either one of us. For those of you that that listen to us on the radio as opposed to the YouTube stream, I have possibly the bubonic plague. I don't know what it is. I have felt like death all week long. He has been sitting on the ready just in case I fell out or just could not do this. And and much thanks to him for uh, the, the, the little pinch run. He is definitely a credit to his community, and we are glad to have him as a uh, as 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 the the the, the best utility man that we could possibly find. I mean, I hate using baseball references, but he is the ultimate first guy off the bench. 
Oh yeah. In, in all of radio, you know, we may not do, we may not do everything well here, but I believe the two of us recognized it in that kid quite early and went, he's with us. You can't have him. Yeah. Go away. Yep. Uh, it is the sportsocracy found everywhere on, uh, the iHeartRadio app. And of course, every social media at the sportsocracy, be sure to click on the link in the description of the YouTube video. So you can get in on the battle for the belt. The big season-long DFS contest we are going to be running where the champion will end up getting just a a, 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 a cash of prizes. Uh, the, the prize pack is going to be tremendous. The belt is tremendous. We're still in the designing phase of the belt. Once we get it all designed and prepped up, you will be able to see it. We'll put that out there. But, yeah, you're going to get a championship-style belt fashioned with the sportsocracy logo and all of our sponsors are going to be on it it's oh yeah this be is great. and this is not a oh it was like a we we, we bought it off some website no 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 this was specifically designed for but us. to get involved in the contest you got to follow the link and you got to make the donation twenty dollars gets you into the contest and the donation will be given to the eblin charities saint nicholas project to help the needy families in our area give their kids a wonderful Christmas. It's the it, it, we team up with them each and every year. I've been doing the Saint Eblin or the uh, I did that again. I did that. Twice you did that this quite week. often. I did that twice this week with the. Uh, I think Eb- I'm going to dress up as Saint Eblin. <laughs> Saint Eblin. Uh, <laughs> The Evelyn Charity St. Nicholas Project. Uh, we do the Ingalls Magical Christmas Toy Drive with them each and every year. I think we've been doing it for like 12 years or something like that. It's just a fantastic organization, great people to work with, and uh, they, they knock it out of the park. Actually, let me rephrase. You guys knock it out of the park each and every year, donating to make sure that uh, the kids are taken care of at the holiday season. And we can't thank you enough for that. And this is just our little way of having some fun with you, the listener, but also giving back to the community because that is uh, that is again part of part of the Democratic Republic of Sports is there, to serve the community. There might be an appearance of my Christmas alter ego this year as well. I, I, I I'm hoping I'm hoping that we get to see Mullet Claus show up. He, he's special. He is special. <laughs> oh, is that, is that really really? Are you going to dye the mullet? Are you going to dye it white like like Santa Claus? Uh, if the listeners of this year program show up into at the level that I know they will, that's entirely possible. It is decided. We will, we will make that happen. Uh, all right. It is daily draft time here in the sportsocracy with the NFL network, putting out the top 100 players for the 2022 season. Jeremy and I have been doing our own drafts to determine who we feel should be in the top 40. The NFL Network has only released their 51 to 100 guys. And so theirs far. is stupid. Well, yeah, there are some guys. There are some guys in the back half of their draft or in their experiment that are going to be taken. Look, in this in, in this segment. Oh, absolutely. And I would lo- there's a well-known thing in entertainment things that you start strong and you finish strong. Mm-hmm. And they started with a fullback. So, I, I, okay, I just feel like maybe you didn't do this quite right. But today, I have the first pick. You do. You do. And yesterday, you drafted Tom Brady, Micah Parsons, Jamar Chase, Joe Burrow, and Joey Bosa. And obviously, I'm ill because I started with Tom Brady and a cowboy. Mm-hmm. And my, li- my uh, team 
went Trent Williams, Nick Bosa, Justin Jefferson, Justin Herbert, and Jair Alexander, which I stole with the last pick yesterday from Jeremy. And then I swore at him like a small child after we got off camera. Oh, you should you should have heard it. It was not good. We'd have got fined by the FCC had we played it on the radio, but you know, it is what it is. So today, the first pick belonging to you, Jeremy, and uh, there is one player that everybody flipped out that we didn't draft in the first day of this. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious. Don't worry, I'm going to take him right here. I'm curious to see if if that's what you're going to do. Yeah, it's Cooper Cup. Okay, I'll go ahead and tell you. It's, it's not that hard to figure out. In all honesty, I was daring you to do it while saying, "Well, I'm not going to." Yeah, I am. Eventually, mm-hmm. there's going to come a time. Now, do I think he is a do I think he is a special athlete? No. I, I think he is very well suited for the offense he is in. Just hit the NFL triple crown as a receiver. Mm-hmm. He's a great player, and for me, an easy decision to start day three, Mr. Cooper Cup. Yeah, some of our uh, some of our lovely fans on the YouTube were screaming the first day, like, how does a triple crown winner not get picked in the top ten? Well, the way I decide these things is, what would you do elsewhere? Jamar Chase would be special no matter where he played. Mm -hmm. I don't care if he played for the Chicago Bears. He would be fine. I'm not so sure of that with Cooper Cup, but there comes a time where, okay, all right, it's gotten to dumb-dumb time. So, come on down to Team Mullet. As you consider the the top players for the 2022 season, it – does kind of shock me that my first pick of today's daily draft has not already been taken because he has been one of the best players in the NFL for the last several years and he is an unstoppable force yep I know who this is it's the most terrifying running back in all of the league Derrick Henry I'm kind of surprised that he hasn't gone already Although when I think about it, you do talk a lot of smack about Derrick Henry. So no, I just think he's like a sparkler. It'll shine really bright, just not nearly as long as you want it to. Just not nearly as long. You as can't you run to. like that. I mean, I'll give you forty examples. The most recent Chris Ivory. You run like that, you, <laughs> you'll do a, you'll have a, a nice career, but your thirties are not going to be elite. Oh, I remember when he was the thing. Chris Ivory? Yeah, for I all too. 10 seconds. I remember when it. he wound up with the Jets, and I went, Super Bowl! And then, oh, you lead every run with the crown of your helmet. Oh, right. Cool. Medical tent! Right. Uh, consider the fact that there were uh, eight games last year that Derrick Henry starred in, and he still almost rushed for 1,000 yards. Yeah. And this year, they lose A.J. A. Brown. And do you think it's going to be better or worse? I think you'll see more seven-man fronts, which worries me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ryan Tannehill, he'll be, he'll be, he'll be, he'll be okay. Well, I mean, the thing with Tannehill is he's so good on pl- in, in play action, he will mitigate some of those things. Oh, he's going to keep them guessing. I mean, I'll go ahead and tell you, Derrick Henry would have been in my next two. Okay. Well, I'm glad I took him there then. I've already got Jonathan Taylor on my team, so I feel like I'm doing pretty well. You're you're off to a very palatable start. A very palatable start. Um, and then for my next pick, I'm going to go with one of the most versatile guys in the entire NFL. He is an offensive weapon 
practically like none other in the entire league. He just got paid, and he doesn't really want to do his full job, but he's going to do his full job, and he's going to do it great. Debo Samuel. That's the first pick you've made that I've gone, no, I don't think you did that right. Not yet? Too early? I wouldn't have taken him today if that tells you anything. Really? Ask yourself this question. Is he a top eight wide receiver if you take all of the other cute little things away? No. There you go. No. But I don't care because I'm not taking the other things away. And I'll say the same thing that I said about Derrick Henry. Uh, a player that's built like that. Ask yourself this. Would you look at a running back built like Debo Samuel and go, you're built for the long haul? No. No. Not at all. He will be great. But I think he could have injury issues his entire career. He possibly could. And But when you've got an offensive line like that in front of you, you've got this scheme that kind of opens things up for you. I I feel okay about Debo Samuel and here and 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 you know I said this when they were dis- discussing whether or not to pay him. Uh, I'm only paying him if he's going to do the things he's good at. Mm-hmm. You're not that good it. as a wide receiver alone, but you add in all of this mixture, this uh, Cordero Patterson. What do they call it? The wide back position. Hundred percent, you're worth the money. Well, you took a running back. And uh, somewhat of a de facto running back. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to take the one that you should have taken the first time. Because I believe he's the second best running back in this league. And I don't really think it's all that close. And he should not be here at this point. It's Alvin Kamara. Alvin Kamara. I do not know what he did to. uh, And look, I know there's the assault and things like that. From everything I heard, he basically got into a bar fight. Mm -hmm. It's happened to the best of us. He's still a special player. He is one of the best players I have ever seen with the ball in his hand. And to me, he's actually a nice combination of the two guys that you just took. Because he is, I would argue, the best receiving back in the NFL, not named Christian McCaffrey. Agreed. And I don't have any injury issues with him the way I do with McCaffrey. Mm-hmm. So that one was not all that's that hard fine for pick. me. Fine pick. Uh, yeah, that's like I said. Uh, guys who have already been revealed in the NFL top 100 in their 51 to 100 ranking, some of them are going to be taken today. Uh, yeah, I saw Alvin Kamara at 51 and went, yep, you did that wrong. I'd, uh, unless you have no running backs in the top 40, you did that wrong. Mm-hmm. Now, I have another selection. Yes. But this is the time that I do the same <laughs> thing every – I'm going to give myself a few minutes – to make sure I do the right thing. I think I know who I want. And I'm, I think the name may surprise you. But I'm really fond of one specific player. You are in the Sportocracy here on ESPN Asheville. Real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I'm Clarissa Marshall with EXP Realty, your native realtor serving all of Western North Carolina. I will work hard for you, and I believe in doing the right thing every time. I market each of my listings to reach out-of-town buyers. I use a professional photographer and drone video on every single listing, as well as collaborate with agents across the country to find your buyer. Check me out online at clarissasellswnc.com or give me a call at 828-774-6343. It would be my pleasure to assist you through the real estate process. If cleanliness is next to godliness, look around the car right now. 
Is that very godly? Look, life comes at you fast, but so does WNC Auto Detailing. They have the tools to make your interior look like it's coming off the showroom floor. You don't believe me? Check them out on Instagram. All that filth and years of stains disappear. WNC Auto Detailing does full interior and exterior details with paint correction, and they do wax and ceramic coatings. Call WNC Auto Detailing at 455-3700. Premium care with a Southern Hospitality Touch. Roots and Wings. The two greatest gifts any parent can give their kid. But when it's time for them to head off to college, there's also groceries, laundry detergent, notebook paper, ironing instructions, and futons that assemble with parts left over. At Ingalls, we have all the comforts of home right around the corner. We know that life's biggest steps are best taken with faith and trust in the ones you love the most. Ingalls, all the ingredients for family. The Sportsocracy. Let's open up the whole can of kick ass and kill them all. Let the paramedics sort them out. Ah, the football season. You can smell it, right? You can smell it. You got high school kicking off this week. You got college kicking off next week. And then two weeks after that, it is the NFL regular season. We do have we do have preseason action tonight. And I know, Jeremy, you are just waiting with bated breath to give your pick on tonight's game. Uh, ooh, I have I have some off the top of my head picks. Uh, how many minutes before Jeremy falls asleep? Over, <laughs> under, nine and a half, under. Under. Uh, over, under, number of times that Justin Fields reminds you why I lost my mind when the Bears traded up for him. Lions four and a half, take the over. Okay. We're continuing with our uh, NFL top players draft we're doing our top 40 we did we're doing 10 every day and we're now to the uh, what is this the 21 to 30 ranking here in the sportsocracy jeremy started out with cooper cup and alvin kamara i got derrick henry debo samuel going heavy on the playmakers today I, f- I feel like as you should. I, I agree. Uh, and there's one that I don't feel like should still be here. I, and I feel like he gets slighted because he's been in two different good offenses. And I don't think people realize they've been good because of him. Not he's been good because of them. Mm-hmm. Also, one of my greatest draft prognostication hits ever. One, Mr. Stefan Diggs. Ooh. All right. I think he is the most slighted receiver in the NFL. People feel like there's a line of demarcation between the Justin Jefferson, Jamar Mm -hmm. Chases. I think he's right there with them. Mm -hmm. He is special. He is. He is a special cat. And I'll agree with you. I I mean, he's not. I don't know. Maybe I won't agree with you. I don't know that he's on that level of a Devontae Adams. But he's right now. I mean, Devontae Adams is the best receiver in the league. Right. But he's right behind him. Maybe if we're splitting this into tiers, he would be in tier two for me. He's the head of tier two to me. Yes. Uh, Last four years, how many times has he not had 1,000 yards? I don't know. It's zero. Yeah. Yeah. How many times has he not had more than six touchdowns? Also zero. Uh Uh-huh. He's real, 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 real good. Real, real, real good. Okay. All right. Uh, that means it's my turn for back-to-back picks here. And 
I'm debating whether or not I want to continue with the playmakers here. I mean, because there was a name that was said in the chat, and you know how I feel about this guy. And I don't know that I'm going to... Ah, screw it. I'm going to do it. Austin Eckler. I feel like he is in that tier with the top running backs in the league, just like you feel about Stephon Diggs, but he is he's the forgotten man. When you're talking about elite running backs, especially pass-catching running backs, I'm not saying he's better than Alvin Kamara because he's not, but he ain't far behind. I don't think he is. Here's my problem with Eckler. I don't necessarily think he's a running back. Okay. He does not run between the tackles well. But he does all the other things. Mm-hmm. To me, if he was a if you called him a utility piece, I almost think I would like him more. He's a very good pass blocker. He's a very good all of the things in the pass game. Mm-hmm. I've always and now this may be the year that he delineates that because they do have the natural between the tackles runner. So you may see him put in even more advantageous positions for himself that is still yet to be seen i don't have a problem with him i i I don't at Mm -hmm. all and i hope that's not how that came off Mm -hmm. just there's a there's he's a step down to me from from alvin kamara okay and i don't have any qualms with that because i i would agree with you but i think it's more of one of those half steps that you trip on because it's not as tall as the other steps in the set (laughs) i don't think it's that much of a step one thing that I have learned through, or that I'm realizing about this process that kind of shocks me, Jeremy, is that you you haven't taken an offensive lineman, and you seem to be all about offensive linemen. I am. But you haven't taken one yet. There are very few to me that are a clear delineation above the rest, and I'm afraid you're about to take the one that I've been sitting on that's been in the margins of my list over here for about three rounds, and I just, mm-hmm. well, you're not going to do it, so... I'm not going to do it. Well, well, I didn't think you were going to do it. Well, Apparently I was wrong. Well, I am, you know, I do want to try to build somewhat of a roster that resembles a team. I already have Trent Williams, who's the best tackle in the league. Mm-hmm. And I think this guy's the best guard in the league. I'm taking Quentin Nelson. All right. That's not what I thought you were going to do. That's not what you thought I was going to do? Nope. Oh, you thought I was going to take some other guard? No, nope, I thought tackle. you were going to take another offensive lineman, but not that one. No, nah, not that I'm, one. And I'm, that's fine. That's a good pick by you. I'm just fine with that. <laughs> the wide eyes tell me everything I need to know. Yeah, because I'm going to take the guard that you should have taken, which is Zach Martin. Zach Martin. Oh, look, I, I'm not saying there's a huge difference between the two. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a difference. And and I like Quentin Nelson, but I think he lives a little bit on reputation because I would say there's a drop-off between Zach Martin and him, and then there's a drop-off after him. Mm-hmm. So you take that one, it's fine. That's Zach fine. Martin's who I was talking about, though. Oh, okay. Because it doesn't matter who's around him. Last year, they didn't have a center that could play a tree in a child's play. Mm-hmm. Didn't matter. He still graded out phenomenally. Yeah, Tyler, Tyler Biotish has been a uh, disaster. Yeah, not... Not gone well for me because I loved that You kid. did. I you, did. You loved him so much coming out of the draft. Um, all right, all right, all right. Quint, I mean, to me, I just like Quentin Nelson better. I get it. Than Zach Martin. 
Now it's a question of what are you not going to do? There's just a, there's a player that is far and away too good to still be here. Mm-hmm. I have the best player in the league at this position. I'll go ahead and take the second best player in the league at this position. It's George Kittle. Okay. He's the best blocking tight end in the league, and it's not really all that close. Mr. Tight End Whisperer himself. And maybe that's the reason that I've shied away from offensive linemen. I feel like there are there are probably 10 that I could take tomorrow, mm-hmm. and nobody would have a problem with it. I don't feel like there's – there there is another tight end you can take, and – totally fine he's predominantly a receiver and he should go tomorrow mm-hmm. I, I just don't think he's on the level of george kittle if agree. it wasn't for injuries george kittle would have gone on probably day two mm-hmm. i would agree all right my final pick of the day uh this seems to be the portion of the draft where jeremy thinks i'm reaching on everybody uh <laughs> And maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. I know he doesn't play a premier position in this league, but I think there's one guy that is still sitting here that I go, I believe that he is far and away the best at his position. And I'm going back to the San Francisco 49ers well. Fred Warner. I think he's the best linebacker in the league. Do you agree or disagree? I don't disagree, but I think there's another one that's very close. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to lie. I've sat back and waited for you to do that. I mean, and and you can burn me with me saying this because you have the first pick tomorrow. Mm -hmm. I just feel like Shaquille Darius Leonard is very, very close. He is. There's not a huge line of demarcation between the two. Um, So I I have no qualm with that. Today was very San Francisco 49er-y. It was. It was. And my team especially. Is very San Francisco 49ery. Yeah, your team killers should certainly be red and gold. Yeah, I've already got Trent Williams. I got Nick Bosa, Debo Samuel, and Fred Warner. And it's weird that I'm the one that always casts the shade when we're talking about the San Francisco 49ers. Which is kind of comical. It is. Because you seem to like the roster an awful lot. I do. I do. I just have serious questions about the quarterback position. I don't know how that's going to pan out, but... You know what? I may have to be all in on uh, on San Francisco at some point. If L.A. wasn't in that division, I would be. You are in the Sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville. Yeah, you know what's coming up next after the break. The most important message of the day. Since man created roads, they've been looking for ways to get off-road and vehicles to take them there. That's where Outlaw Off-Road comes in. A premier off-road center for Jeeps, trucks, and SUVs with a complete lineup of off-road and overland services, including maintenance and repair to make your vehicle all that it can be. Check out their location right here in Western North Carolina at 85 Avery Creek Road. Call them today at 828-974-8480 or visit them on the web at theoutlawoffroad.com. When it comes to losing weight and getting healthier, there is one name that I now trust above all others, and it's Dr. Ashley Lucas. The PhD weight loss program has helped me lose more than 85 pounds since Thanksgiving. 
The numbers speak for themselves. The Ph.D. team has helped me through the process with the guidance of Dr. Ashley Lucas, who is the owner and founder, and now she has a new title, best-selling author. Her new book, Five Steps to Reset the Scale, is a bestseller on Amazon. Ph.D. is helping me collapse the visceral fat that has been holding me back all these years, and I'm also learning how to break the addictions that I have with food. PhD provides me with 80% of the food that I need to have success on the program. And at under 210 pounds, it has opened up a whole new world to me. Get Dr. Ashley Lucas's book, Five Steps to Reset the Scale, at myphdweightloss.com. PhD Weight Loss, the official weight loss program of the Clemson Tigers and their fans. Everyone's heard about the housing market and this being the best time to sell a house in years. But the same thing applies to cars. Whether you're looking to buy a car, trade in, or sell that car in the driveway collecting dust, Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville wants to buy your car. They have two on-site managers that work with Kelly Blue Book to give you top dollar for your vehicle. You can even have your car appraised instantly at AndersonNissan.com. Stop in and visit them today at 629 Brevard Road, Nashville, or call them at 828-365-1663. Most important message of the day each and every day here in the sportsocracy, don't do crimes. Weirdest crime stories from around the world each and every day right here at 530 in the Ingalls studio and today's is quite comical. First off, first and foremost, I want to say about this scenario, everybody's fine. Non-life-threatening injuries were sustained, so I feel like we can make a little bit of fun out of this situation. But an Oklahoma woman was being detained by police in Grady County when she slipped her cuffs and then was able to get her hands on a gun and fire it at deputies. Here's the kicker. She was inside the patrol car when this all happened. Now, first off, for this woman to be able to slip out of cuffs that they say were were uh, applied properly, that is a Houdini act in and of itself. But then from the back seat of the car, and of course caught all on the dash cam or the inside camera, of the patrol car, this woman was able to unlock a cabinet or a uh, compartment inside the other part of the cab. So they have the the big barrier up, so you're not supposed to be able to get at the deputies when you're in the back of the car. Well, she was able to reach around that, unlock an AR-15, and then fire it through the open door in the uh, in in the forward compartment at the deputies and they say this is going to bring about some changes they say when they detained her she was not going to be arrested they were detaining her for erratic behavior she was not going to be charged with a crime immediately but then the following happened where she was able to (laughs) locate the spot where they keep the ar-15 and you know why and know how she did that because there is a sign on it that says gun so you're tipping them off that there is a gun somewhere to be had she was able to figure out how to unlock the gun retrieve the rifle and then figure out how to put a round in it put it on fire and fired approximately 10 rounds now 
again, there were just those who were injured by this were just grazed. There were no life-threatening injuries, but they say that uh, now they are going to logically remove the sticker from the patrol car that says, hey, there's a gun in this compartment. Plus, they are going to switch around all of their switches so that can no longer be accessed by anyone out of there. Now, she has been charged. Would you like to know what she's been charged with? What's that? Shooting with intent to kill and methamphetamines. Shocker. Don't do meth. I am not a huge fan of judging people solely by their appearance. In the case of 40-year-old Jeremy Pauly, I believe you probably could have done that. Looking at his mugshot, half of his face is tattooed completely. He has a tattoo on his eye that has turned his eye completely black and just has a very light blue center, and he has four pieces of metal in his head. How they are staying there, I do not know. But when I saw the picture of Mr. Pauly, I was not shocked when I found out what he was charged with. Apparently, he has, we'll say, a different hobby. He described it as he was a collector of oddities. Well, the okay. only problem is that police in East Township, East Pennsboro Township, were alerted that he was buying people on Facebook. Not live people. He was buying dead people. Dead people. So they served a search warrant. They found 15 to 20 human skulls along with, and I cannot emphasize enough how mortifying what I'm getting ready to say is, three to five gallon buckets containing various human remains. Oh, my gosh. What is wrong with you? (laughs) Don't be weird. You can be weird. We are the king of weird. We have a tower with Stay weird written on it mm-hmm. in this town. Mm-hmm. That's not weird. That's beyond weird. That's weird plus. Stop doing weird stuff. That sounds like the Asheville app. Weird plus. The buckets contained two human brains, a heart, a kidney, a spleen, a skull with hair on it. I don't know why that one's mortifying me more than anything else, but for some reason it is. Skull with hair. With hair. So the scalp was still attached. I suppose. Two livers, a trachea, and two lungs. Now you ask yourself, where, where could he possibly have been getting these things? Right. As they did the investigation, they realized that he was buying them on Facebook. How? Facebook, the place where you can't say anything. Exactly. Without the Facebook police saying that you're being not nice. Right, right. Like you. But you let somebody buy Dave, okay? Right. Dave just wanted to be in peace, and you let Dave get peaced out <laughs> and sent to this weirdo with a tattoo on his eyeball. Oh, of course he does. Of course Ugh. there's facial tattoos in- involved. I have no problem with facial tattoos. You, you do you. You should. Well, I mean, I don't want one myself. I have enough facial accessories, okay? Facial tattoos, international sign for I'm doing weird stuff. Th- look, there's I'm enough doing, things I'm, going I'm on with my face. I'm ready to do face. crimes. That's, that's what that says. Look, there's enough things going on with my face. Between the earrings and the beard and the mullet, like, I, I have enough facial accessories. I don't personally need a face tattoo. Nobody does. It's the one thing that... But 
I don't care. I'm that guy. You do you. Uh, yeah, okay. Now, as soon as you tattoo your eyeball, now I'm looking at it going, all right, you're weird. So wait, the actual eyeball? Oh, yeah. Like, how does that How's that work? Oh, you can do it. And it turns the entire eye jet black, and it makes you look like the most terrifying person on the planet Earth. Now, why you would do it, I don't know. Because that can't you, be good for your vision. You know why you do it? Because you're, you into, co- right. you're into collecting body parts that you bought on Facebook Marketplace. Because you bought Dave in a bucket. All I want to know is... Don't buy Dave in a bucket. At least, at least, you know, I have to ask this question, me being cheaper than oxygen. Did he at least get a good deal? Well, it doesn't it, say <laughs> how much he paid. <laughs> I think of all things, that is not what anybody really cared about. What is what is the going rate for a liver on Facebook Marketplace? I'm just curious. The thing that that mortified me, the woman that was selling him all these things was stealing them from the University of Arkansas. Well, that at least makes me feel a little better. Apparently, the university has a body form, yep. which is pretty common with places that have medical universities mm-hmm. because you do cadaver things. Yep. How do you misplace that many things and not just go, all right, where'd Dave go? Dave was here. We saw him. Now where's Dave? Oh, uh, he's with the tat- tattooed eyeball feller in Pennsylvania. Oh my! Wow. Yeah, but Facebook, what are you really doing here? You're 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 shutting people's accounts down for trying to for make memes. funny jokes about may, po- I, politics. Do you know how many times I've been in Facebook jail? You le- yet you're letting somebody sell used organs on on Facebook. I am a habitual Facebook felon. Of which I will say, you know, if if you have a good sense of humor, I'm a fun follow on the socials. If you don't, maybe just walk on by. Right. The Big Ten has completed their big deal. The big media rights deal with Fox, CBS, and NBC will bring in more than $7 billion to the Big Ten. The deal begins July the 1st of next year and will run through the end of the 2029-2030 athletic year. So we, we we talked about this when the first rumors of the deal came out, what this all means for the Big Ten. $7 billion in a TV deal. I can't wait to see what the SEC's new number is going to be. Well, and, and I'll be honest with you, the things we already knew, they didn't strike me. What struck me is as you went deeper into the story about how the revenue is distri- is distributed. Mm-hmm. That sounded weird. Distributed. There we go. Distributed. You used to work for a, a, a distributor. I did. I, look, all right. <laughs> I ain't feeling great. Brain, my brain batteries need a little recharging. Yeah. This deal goes through the roof when USC and UCLA show up. You know what that tells me? What's that? They're not done yet. They're not done yet. Because UCLA and U- and USC by themselves are not worth enough. That's two games of inventory a week. That's not enough. It's actually one game because technically you're playing Big Ten, Big Ten. Mm-hmm. So you're getting, let's go aggressively and say you're adding 12 games of inventory a year. It, it ain't worth that. Mm-hmm. That tells me there's something else. It's just a question of what it is. Yeah. And I, I, I'm getting to the point, if 24 is when all of these things are going to change, we're running low on time 
for people to start announcing what their intentions are. And this is the first one where I've tangibly seen it of starts, it's okay in 22, rises a little bit in 23, takes an astronomical jump in 24, and then serves out that way through the the end of 30. Mm-hmm. That tells me you have another card to play. We just don't know who it is. And we assumed this was going to happen. Well, I mean, no doubt, but now I have tangible, no doubt evidence oh, of yeah. there is another domino to fall here. Mm-hmm. I just can't figure out who it is. I, UCLA I is not that attractive. I still think it's the basketball schools. I think they're going to get the basketball schools to come in, and this is all going to be part of the deal. I, and I'm not sure that that's true. I, I'm not sure that the basketball schools even – I mean, if it's Carolina and Duke, that's mm-hmm. one thing. That's what I'm talking about. I, I don't know that they're the first ones to jump. That doesn't really make sense to me. No, I think the first ones to jump are going to be Clemson and Florida State to the SEC. Well, that doesn't make sense to me. You sold the three biggest broadcast partners in the country on something. Mm-hmm. That tells me it's either done or you're on the five-yard line because they're not inking this deal with just US- USC and UCLA. I firmly believe that. Mm-hmm. There's no way those two schools are worth that much. But but the L.A. market, the, uh, you mean that market that doesn't watch college football in large part unless their two teams are good? which UCLA hasn't been in 30 years and USC hasn't been in 10. Mm -hmm. That's what you're hedging your bets on. I don't buy it. I don't buy it, and you'll never make me buy it. That tells me something else is done. And I have a funny feeling it's Florida State and Clemson. That's who they're – To the Big Ten. That's what I think. Okay. you got to have a football power of some kind. This Mm -hmm. deal is doubling and then some what these schools are getting. Mm Mm-hmm. And you still got the just dog water of Northwestern, Rutgers, Nebraska, which at least that does halfway right. It halfway rates because their fan base is so loyal. You're not going to convince me that the two L.A. schools were enough to multiply this to this degree. So there's something far enough down the line. Mm-hmm. And I won't be shocked at the announcement on it comes in the next few weeks yeah i think the next domino falls within the next 15 days to paraphrase jeremy green the distribution of this deal (laughs) of all the money is going to be between 80 and 100 million dollars per school which is from what i heard the 80 is that is absolute worst case scenario Mm -hmm. they were at 54.2 yes before the the coronavirus so you're going to double this deal on what what is the leg you're standing on i can't wait to see it all go so nobody else can compete with you other than the sec well the sec drags you down the sidewalk that's mm-hmm. that's another part of this that doesn't make any sense why was the sec willing to walk away from cbs what does that tell you they weren't getting the prime placements that they were expecting mm-hmm. because the days of south carolina and vanderbilt nope Sorry, we're not taking Missouri. You're going to have to do a little better than that. And it makes me wonder if the SEC's planning on standing pat and the Big Ten has bigger things in the offing. That would be the ultimate chaos theory. Mm-hmm. If the SEC plans on adding no one, okay, that, that would give some credence to the ACC can still survive mm-hmm. if they band together and add a couple pieces. Now, you're going to have to get over that Notre Dame thing. Right. Because currently they can't add another team unless they add Notre Dame. 
was one of the steps on the grant of rights. Mm-hmm. And I feel like somebody is just going to say, then sue me. I, I feel like that's the next step is, uh, oh, well, we got these grant of rights. We got all these different litigation things that, well, this is in a contract. Well, then sue me. Mm-hmm. Well, then sue me. Yeah. Because I feel like every conference has been drawn into a corner except one. And they're not going to get everybody. I mean, the last realignment, what was it, 38 schools moved conferences Mm -hmm. in the big realignment 10, 12, some odd years ago? Mm -hmm. We're at four. Now, they're a big four. This is a very large four. And it goes deeper than that because the Big Big 12 has added four teams to theirs. And, you know. So. Yeah, for some reason, I don't think page two of the the uh, of the headlines is going to be BYU and Cincinnati, Houston. That doesn't do oh, it for you. Oh, stop! Anybody coached by somebody with a skullet, uh, you, you're not the you're not the home runs wing here. One time national champion little, Central Florida. That doesn't do it for you. Stop. <laughs> maybe I have a little vendetta against Dana Holgerson. It ain't that much of one, right? You are in the Sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM, and 1400. It is the Big Ten getting the $7 billion deal with Fox, NBC, and CBS. Basketball games are going to be included in all of this. And ESPN, they didn't want to pay up, so they get cut out. It's all SEC and ACC for ESPN. And the other mar- the, uh, the other networks, they're going to go all in with the Big Ten. When we come back for the break, Jeremy's going to be mad. When I finally drove the old car into the grave, I knew there was only one place I was going to go. Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville, home of the family plan. And yes, they treat you like family. I went in, told them what I was looking for, told them my budget, and in no time, I was signing the paperwork on my certified pre-owned vehicle. They have the area's largest selection on quality pre-owned vehicles and certified Nissans. They go through a 167-point inspection, so you know it's not going to let you down. They gave me the Carfax report, so I know the history of my vehicle. And the Fred Anderson family plan gives me things like oil changes and car washes and loaner cars if I have to have major work done on the car in the future. For me, buying a car has always been an intimidating thought. But the folks at Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville made it super easy. Don't be like me. Don't wait till the last minute to get a deal done. Go to AndersonNissan.com or stop by the showroom at 629 Brevard Road. And don't forget to mention we sent you from the Sportsocracy and get a $250 bonus on your trade-in at Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville. I believe real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I am Clarissa Marshall with EXP Realty, serving all of Western North Carolina. Navigating the home buying and selling journey can feel overwhelming at times, and that's why having an agent who cares about you and your needs is key. I'm a native of Western North Carolina, and I close over a home a week. I'm an expert in the market, pricing my sellers correctly to net you the most money, and working as a skilled negotiator for my buyers. Please give me a call today at 828-774-6343 to set up a complimentary market analysis. Rogue Combat Club, Asheville's home for comprehensive martial arts training, has a goal for our community, one that's stronger, more fit, and unwavers in its support of one another. Rogue Combat Club's instructors have competed at the highest levels and offer classes for everyone from young children to adults in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, Muay Thai, and wrestling. Rogue Combat Club classes can help you boost your self-confidence and self-defense skills while weeding out the egos and intimidation found at other gyms. Join today at RogueCombatClub.com. 
At Ingalls, whether we're celebrating Friday night rivals, televising college basketball games, bringing the fan fest to semi-pro soccer, or taking you out to the ball game at your minor league park, it's all in the bag. Ingalls, low prices, love the savings. Dirty Turkish Archibald Flack! I'm as bad as hell, and I'm not gonna take this anymore! Turkish Archibald Flack! Let the hate flow through you. Do you remember the story of Chicken Little? Yes. The sky sky is is falling. falling. The sky is falling. I feel like that's what people think when I start talking about your Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Well, then maybe you should stop giving me reasons to feel that way. I told you when you promoted Todd Bowles, I watched absolutely watched him lose control of the team. Mm-hmm. Maybe this is nothing. Maybe it's something. But this is the third time in two weeks that something has popped up, and I've had to use this exact phrase. When asked Thursday about Tom Brady's return to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, his quote was, we'll see. We'll talk about it next week. Not concerned about it right now. We're trying to practice against Tennessee and play a game. I said sometime after Tennessee, there's no definitive date for me. But we'll check on it, we'll keep in touch, and we'll find out. That's what he said. You know what I heard? What? Tom will come back whenever he wants to. Because I have absolutely no control. He doesn't respect me enough to even give me a date of when he's coming back. That should terrify every Buccaneer fan. It should. Mm -hmm. This idea that you have a 46-year-old quarterback. You have a very important wide receiver that will not run a meaningful rep before week one. You have a 38-billion-year-old decrepit receiver that you're really counting on. And a ton of young guys on the defense. We often talk about leadership. Tom is the ultimate leader because he's the ultimate competitor. Yes. Well, here's the thing about leaders. Everybody around the building tends to take the cues from the leader. Right now, what the leader is saying, I don't respect him. And you really don't have to either. Mm-hmm. I'm not mad. I'm laughing. I'm laughing. And he's 45, by the way. No, I don't care. He's 46 he's, to me. <laughs> I'm I'm not worried about it. I'm I'm just not. You should. Tom be. get Tom gets the ability to do as he pleases, and again, we don't know why he's gone. But it was known in the off season. Mm-hmm. It was known in the off season. Mm-hmm. You have a lot of turnover here, and you can't even give me a date. You Mm -hmm. can't even give me a target time. I have zero idea when you're coming back. I'm going to say the same thing about Tom and and, in the YouTube comments. I see Stephen Tao saying, think he's taking enough preseason snaps. I don't care about the preseason snaps. I don't care about the Tom Brady side of this. I care about what this is saying to the Joe Tryon Choyinkas of the world. And the Jalen Dardens and the Tyler Johnsons. This dude doesn't have my respect. Bruce Arians, we may not have gotten along. At the very least, I respected him. Mm-hmm. This is a guy that's been to a Super Bowl, done all of the things. Well, now Bruce is gone. All right, so Bryson DeChambeau's dad is not here to be the disciplinarian. And Todd Bowles, I watched this for years in New York. He had no control over that team whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And I'm just telling you. You can brush it off. It doesn't matter. Nobody's worried about that. It's Tom Brady. Okay. You ever heard the term death by a thousand paper cuts? Mm-hmm. Well, you're on about 14. It doesn't actually take a thousand. And I'm just going to sit back and 
chortle to myself. We got an NFL preseason action tonight. Uh, Jeremy, you want, you want to make your pick? Absolutely. The Seattle Seahawks are a three-and-a-half-point favorite tonight. Over-under is 39. <laughs> the over-under is the part that I'm laughing at. I'm not sure these two teams could score 39 points if the other team didn't show up. Mm -hmm. So I'm very much on the under. I tend to live on the under in preseason games anyway. As you should. And, and usually that's fine. This is one of the highest ones so far and now this is the dress rehearsal game i get it i just don't care drew lock was supposed to get the start now he's not you got geno smith coming in here uh, for me this one is easy i'm going under the 39 and i'll take the chicago bears plus three and a half all right we will have uh reactions from the game tomorrow here in the sportsocracy most of it will be communicating how much good sleep i got during this uh absolutely uh and we will draft the final 10 of our nfl top 40 in tomorrow's daily draft who knows what else is going to break overnight i mean hell the uh the the college football playoff breakup came out 10 minutes after the show yesterday so who knows where that's going to lead but we'll have all of the top stories for you right here tomorrow in the Ingalls studio at three o'clock we will see you then